Sims has grown to love the Rod Simba song. He loves it. I do. I go back and I watch all the intros and you're... It's jamming. Yeah, it's jamming. It's Rod Simba, baby. Rod Simba, baby. Rod Simba. Musical ba- director. It makes me think of my old, uh, my my best friend in college was Rod Babers. He's kind of gone off the radar on us, which, yeah, you, is, you which is expected. Yes. Except he's still on your leg. Well, I mean, yes, he's on my leg. He was like, I mean, we shared a bathroom together for three years, and he would go off the radar on me then when we shared a bathroom. So I like, have friends like that. Yeah. Like, I have friends that just He would disappear. lock himself in, the room, in his room for like three days. Yeah, what and like doing? you'd knock on the door, and he wouldn't answer, and he'd be like, "No, nah, fuck you, I want to be alone." But he was in there. He was, yeah, that's just the way he was. I knew. I, I, I have friends that I'm an Irish exiter, but I have friends that Irish exit all the time. I have friends that like go off the grid, and then you like oh, see right, them right. like Machu Picchu, and you're like, "Bro, like, right?" Some people just do that individual journey shit. Yeah, well, you mean like that when you say Irish exiter, like Irish goodbyes, like yeah, the people I at the party who just anybody. leave the party and you're like, all you're like the "Where's, where's Lefko? Did yeah. you hear that?" Yeah. Lefko just used his one curse word for the entire episode. There it goes. One curse word. What did I say? You said that Irish exit. Shh. Oh. So Josh has been listening lately, and he thinks that we've been cursing a lot. And he believes that we should go back to one of the original Not only tenets. Josh, one of our bosses, Joey Gunzianarella as and well. I've had family members say it too. So have they? Not, so everyone, yeah. is, everyone is down on the curse. See, that's a shame. because Nobody I know or my family listens to me. <laughs> So so no one one knows. Nobody ever knows. But we used to, when we first did the podcast at the very beginning, and the old Sims and Lefko diehards can swear by this, we used to have a one curse word right. rule where you get to use one the entire show. It was a condition for us being allowed to do the podcast. Yes. Yeah, From the we bosses. We said we wanted to do curses all the time, and they and were they like, said one maybe curse. want a show. So do we want to do it? Sims, well, I'd like to hear from our, our listeners. For one, you want to put it out to them. I would like to know yes, whether they want to iTunes comment or you know tweet the podcast. So I'm going to put a. I'll yes, put that a, what they should do. I would like to know that. Yes. So when this podcast comes right. out Wednesday evening, right. I will put out a Twitter poll that says, should we institute a one curse word rule? I don't want one. I can't do one. How about two? Like, it's got to be two. I'm at least number two. I was number two Three's playing a football. Crowd. I like two. Uh, so you like two? <laughs> I like two. You're right. Because then if I knew from now on that I had one left. Yeah. All right. So we'll put it out. Should we institute a two curse word limit? Uh, yeah. I like infinity. I want to be able to curse as much as I fucking want. Okay. I, there's there's one. one. You got one more, buddy. Okay, fine. Otherwise, right. this show's over. For today, I'm going to. Otherwise. You get banned, right? Like the dude. I covered Louisville basketball winning the championship, and now it never happened. <laughs> I don't know how that works. Yeah, your career. You saw just... they took away the title of 2013. Oh yeah, no, that is crazy. You're Most right. of my broadcasting reel was me like with members of that team, and now it never happened. I know. It's... I covered a banned championship. I always think about that as an athlete and go like, does it I... matter? Yeah, exactly. Right. It's so silly. Like, no, Reggie Bush, you won the Heisman. Yeah, we, right. I don't we really said that when we had Reggie you Bush cash or not. You won the. Heisman. I, to me, you're the Heisman winner. Screw everybody. It else. doesn't. It, I almost it doesn't said my second curse word. You you said your second curse. I said actually, screw. No, no, no. You said one before. You said f it. It doesn't matter. You actually did. Oh, you're right. Damn but it. see, that's why this is going to be hard. Gosh, it's going to be really hard. I'm excited to be back with you guys. We've we've had a lot of radio interviews, radio row interviews that we've been playing. Uh, at the end of today's episode, it is going to be Orlando Pace. Orlando Pace had such a good time that he wants to come on again soon. And we might, when we start breaking down the draft offensive linemen, give Orlando Pace some. 
some homework. I would like that. And then also on Friday, we are going to have three more interviews for you this week. We're going to do an all-white guys, all-white boys supreme defensive episode. We're going to have Jared Allen, Luke Keekley, and TJ Watt. Jared Allen was awesome. Luke Keekley, we talked about the woodpecker stuff and all that, so that'll great. be coming up on Friday. All yep. that'll be great. Uh, and TJ Watt opened up a little bit. He was a little unwattish with M- us. Mr. Protein Shake himself. Oh, exactly. It was yeah. perfect that he was protein shake. <laughs> but uh, for coming up dates, this is for all the football fans out there wondering what's ahead. The NFL Combine starts next Tuesday, and I love the Combine. Guess the 40 with Adam Lefko. I still want that to be a game. It's I a still think game. I'm really good, good at, at it. it. You are. So, yeah, we, we talk about that all the time. So Tuesday is like interviews. So this is when one quarterback gets vilified and they start making it. will be Baker Mayfield. They're going to talk about all of his off-the-field stuff. Baker or Lamar Jackson. I mean, that's right. That's... And then Lamar Jackson's going to be asked whether or not he believes well, he's a wide receiver. receiver. Even though you got like one of the best arms we've ever seen, ever. And then and then, like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday is getting to watch these guys in underwear run around, and when their things pop out, yeah, that was always that's fun. what you're excited about. Uh, two Tuesdays from now, March sixth is the franchise tag deadline, and we're going to get into the guys that have been tagged already. But that's no sort of the end popping out on that yep. deadline. Yep. And then March twelfth is when you can start contacting free agents, and then March fourteenth is when free agency starts. So I think next week I kind of want to do an overview on Monday just like looking at who we should pay attention for with the combine okay. and then start getting into some more free agency talk around them. Gotcha. You have not watched any draft film yet, right? I have not. I got it all ready. I thought I was going to start watching the quarterback. You got the magical this iPad? Weekend. I do. I got it all ready. I just haven't nice. actually dove into it yet. I'm going to start uh, with the quarterbacks here. I am so excited for Sims' quarterback right. breakdowns. Right. I would like to do another prospect evaluation of course. this year. Maybe a couple, actually. Yeah, I would like that, yeah, too. We, we should, should do, do that. that for it's sure. a good conversation starter. Because either is. I'm right and we get to celebrate, or I'm really wrong and you get to make fun of me. Right. So everybody and, wins. And we, and we need to do one more than one guy, because the guy you did last year. I nailed it. I mean, I well, we don't know if you nailed it. We don't Malik McDowell hasn't played. We don't know. You didn't write down in your notes could be off the field right, but, issue that doesn't but play. I but I nailed the evaluation. Sims told yes, me yes. Sims told me that I was right in oh, my yeah, film a lot study. of your assessment was right. Yes. And we're gonna work in our guy I couldn't stand up. We're but, gonna, but he we're didn't have work, top end talent. Yeah we're gonna work in our Iowa guys evaluations too. Oh yeah. We Our do need to go through that. Do you yeah. still have the packet? We might need to him to email it to I us think again. I have the packet. Okay. Uh, also, uh, everything's looking good for us to have a new surprise NBA analyst. I don't want to say his name yet, but his people. Look, we believe, we believe we watch the NBA a lot. Oh, boy. But we want – I want someone different. I don't want a traditional NBA person. I want someone that – is an up and coming guy. We I want him to make be our NBA analyst. So that's coming up. We still need to give you your personality test. And I'm thinking I still got it. I think. Yeah, that might be next week. <laughs> Saved or the in week the old after. Gmail. It's there. Disc assessment. It's yeah, one of so my. Yeah, we want to give you an official disc assessment. Emails. And then it's it's almost time to start breaking down the draft. Yeah. So Sims and Lefko's never dying. Never. We have a ton of stuff. Football never, never dies. Uh, Fendrick and I were in LA for like a week with NBA All Star. What you the were hell? there all week? I was there, we were there since last Thursday, Thursday to Monday. Okay, for fr- I was there Friday yeah. to Monday. What Man. have you been doing? Gosh, not a lot. <laughs> Sitting on the couch. Yeah, you have an eyelash that's in your glasses. You want right to get it for me? Or should I, I don't know. It. I actually might get, get it. It's pretty. Tell us what you've been doing. Uh, I've been daddy daycare. Kids head off from school. 
I've been staying up late, intoxicating myself way too much. Yeah, uh, sleeping. Does it feel in. good? Like so for you, the season's over. Like it, you had your refresh yes. week. Yes, it, it felt really good, and then like. I would say, like early this week, late last week, I actually was like, okay, I start to, I need a schedule or something. I need some. I can't do this. Are you still paying like a lot of attention to NFL? Like, of course, yes. You, you didn't take a week off. Oh no, from no, that. I never like no. Yeah, I, neither I'm, do I. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking first thing I do early. in the morning is when I open up the computer, turn the TV on. It goes right to all NFL stuff. Yeah, uh, it was it was fun. To watch my kids watch me on Lebetard a few times. Oh, because you because were at home. they were at home and I was at home. And you'd go to the other room, and or something? I'd go in the other room, and then they would see yeah, a picture of me or whatever. So that was funny. Yeah. Uh, but everything's been good, man. So we have Orlando Pace coming out. We also have Phil Sims making his triumphant return Big to the Phil. podcast. Um, what number are you at for Lebetard? Uh, what did you do on Wednesday? I think I did when today, today. I did it was twenty. I want to say it was and Case was- Keenum or twenty one. I can't remember. I got to pull it up exactly. But it was yesterday was Sam Bradford. Yeah. No, yesterday was Joe Flacco. At 21. At 21. How do they react to that? Just like everybody does. Oh, Super Bowl winning quarterback, number 21. <laughs> uh, oh, great. That's great. He won the, the same Super Bowl thing five time. years ago. That's right. I know, but we're still going to. So it's just it is what it is. I'm I'm gaining Lebetard's respect though. That's yeah. what I'm getting a lot of a lot of liking out of it. That argument sounds like something Bill Polian would have said. We're going to get to that in a second. A lot uh, of teases today. A lot well, of things I have, coming. I wrote out. a lot of shit down. L.A. Another curse. Oh, there sorry, is. you're having two. We're all over the place here. <laughs> it really makes me feel guilty. Uh, <laughs> L.A. What was the most memorable moment for you that oh, you could man. share with us? Most memorable moment for me that I can share. Why does he have such a nice glowing Jewish tan and yours is just this red blotch? Me? Yeah. I didn't wear any sunscreen on Sunday. <laughs> so you just have a red blotch. Uh, so I just have a red blotch all over my face. Yeah, I purposely got really burnt to last a nice tan for about a week and a half. Uh, most memorable moment, probably, I would say the... Being on the court after the dunk contest and just watching all of the... Like, I walked onto the court just right past the security guards and just being oh, the there, actual dunk contest. The actual dunk contest. Not the fake one on Sunday that you were hosting. Um, was, the, <laughs> damn. Well, that's what you I actually me, thought right? the dunk contest that I hosted it was on actually Sunday awesome. was better when than the, the guy, dunk contest on Saturday. When the guy jumped over the bike, I was like, yes. this is the real deal. Yeah. Uh, but just being down on the court, seeing Westbrook, LeBron. Actually, LeBron wasn't there. Uh, all the celebrities interacting with each other, like Chance the Rapper and Kevin Hart hanging out. Uh, with amigos. Yeah. yeah there's, just, there's never that many people that close. It's better than Radio Row. Because Radio Row is kind of like the B-listers, So I think. Super Bowl, for me, compared to NBA All-Star, Super Bowl's like a really good party, and like there's some good people invited, but you're kind of just like looking at the party. NBA Where All-Star NBA is another All-Star level. is like if all of the really cool people showed up to the party. Right. Like all those Super Bowl parties I went to, I was like, there's 12 cool people here. And every All-Star game I went to, I was like, even the, even the 70th, even the Blake Bortles ranked coolest person here is like the lead designer for Vera Wang. Right. You're like, they're still really freaking cool. more h- high society coolness. I got to see Kanye perform a song live. Wow. Which I had heard from an Adidas guy, don't tell anyone, wink, wink, Kanye's coming. He did one song, Father Stretch My Hands, and it was... It was like that one song. I was like, that was enough. Like, I had never seen Kanye in person. That was really cool. I was hosting a dunk contest for Bleacher Report. We had he an did a great event job. in L.A. I was just messing with him. But one of the guys that was playing in the three-on-three celebrity league was yep. T.O. Right. And I was like, okay, 
I'm going to make sure I gas him up right now and get him on my side. And I was like, he's one of the greatest NFL players that's ever lived. Give it up. And I went like on for like 20 more seconds. Terrell Owens. He walks right over, pissed, and goes, it's Terrell. It's not Terrell. It's Terrell. And I was like, give it up for T.O. I'm calling him T.O. The rest of He was so mad. And I, it made me think at first. I was like, Terrell, Terrell, who cares? Mama didn't name him Terrell. Exactly. But it's more if, if you called me a dame all the time, I'd be like, that's not my fucking name. But I, another curse. He wants Terrell, not Terrell. He wants Terrell, not Terrell. Yes. And it's just too hard for me. So I just call. And too hard for you. Professional big fucking mouth. Too transition hard for you. Sorry. Three. The transition king. The yeah. transition king. Three curses. I right. was over at the basketball court when Lefko was introducing himself to the crowd. Oh, and yeah, he yeah. introduced himself <laughs> as the LEFKOE man. Uh, and it was oh just gosh. dead silence. I don't like, care. Nobody said it. They were like, care. what is this guy doing? <laughs> I don't even care. The other thing that was crazy is uh, one of the nights we had a the Bleach Report had a party at Jimmy Goldstein's house, which is really cool. You know that old guy that sits courtside at the NBA games? I've been on the beach with him. Yep. Yep. Where's the hats sat and the funky I've sat jackets? very close to him at some basketball games yeah. coincide too. So I went up to him with my girlfriend, and of course he was like, I'm talking to him, and he's staring at my girlfriend the entire time because he's old Jimmy Goldstein. And I was like, Jimmy, it's crazy. We actually have a mural of you painted at our Bleach Report offices. Right. And he goes, I actually have a picture of the mural in my house. And I'm like, all right, Jimmy, great talking to you. I got to go. But later that night, we went to this club called Avenue, and like James Harden came in for like six minutes. Right. Do you know who the most popular guy was at this club in LA? Jimmy Goldstein. Guy Fieri. <laughs> guy, guy, so disappointing. Dude, no, but uh, this is the thing about Guy Fieri. Guy Fieri. Guy Fieri is the food guy? Yes, right? with the blonde hair. The blonde hair. hair, right. Diners, drive-ins, and dives. He good, won. Good idea. I did. I did watch it until I got a heart attack from watching it, and I couldn't take it anymore. It's always like, what if we add more What cheese? if we added like nine pieces of bacon to the ten bacon there with the barbecue sauce but and the hamburger? Famous Sorry. people, celebrities, and normal people yeah. all react to Guy Fieri like, oh shit, Guy Fieri's here. But then you watch Guy Fieri, and you go... He, in his own mind, is the coolest motherfucker ever. Like, damn, I cursed again. He's a cool dude. Yeah. And so he walked in. Everyone's like, take a picture of the guy, Fieri. I just thought that was crazy. Uh, and I saw Black Panther, and Black Panther was amazing. Yeah, you like the movie? Yes. I got to go to it. The kids want to go. My little boy does, at least. Yes. It's it's awesome. It's a great movie. And then, like, culturally, it means so much. But right. it's just a really good superhero I'm movie. I'm a big fan of his, and I don't even know his name. Michael Jackie B. Robinson. Jordan? Right. No, no, no. That's no. Chadwick Boseman. Uh, yes. Yes. Michael Jackie also Robinson's did James awesome. Brown. Yes. He was amazing in that as well. There's right. another movie, too. The other thing that happened, though, I didn't get to see Fergie's anthem the day of. Oh. And I only got to see it after. Right. And what's funny is, is when you listen to it. Yeah. Like, I still think she's doing a good job. So at that point, I'm watching, and I'm going, you know what? They call it a rendition. Anybody can do it how they want. I see what she's going for here. And at that point, I'm still going, get it, Fergie? Like, make it blues. And then I realize that she can't sing. What's so People are roasting her, and they're saying it's like the worst anthem ever. And what I'm realizing from all this Fergie doesn't have any fans. Like, if Beyonce would have done this or Taylor Swift would have done it, the Beehive or the Swifties would have been like, I stand for her. 
Who defended Fergie? Like, nobody defended her. People were like, it's the worst rendition ever. And then no one was like, I like Fergie. Like, Fergie just doesn't have that support. No, she's just cool. She's just Fergie. I, w- I never listened to Fergie and was like, man, that is something. She can sing. She's got, she can hit notes I never hit, hit, heard hit before. I Did mean, you think it was the worst thing you'd ever heard? Uh, it was not worse than Roseanne. No, it's not the worst thing I ever heard. You've heard a lot of national anthems. I've heard a ton you of that. I hate the when they do the national anthems like that, first of all. Just sing the just fucking sing song. Okay, sorry. Sorry, Do you like, do you like when they like play a musical instrument instead of singing? I don't, I don't I mind it. I, I like more that. of a traditional sense. The reason Whitney Houston's anthem is so amazing is because she stayed with in tune of and what the song it. is. Fergie had to change the song because she can't sing. So she said, where can I make this like I'm talking loudly, but we'll count it as singing. Yeah. And and that's what and it that's is. That's what we ended up with. And, and then she ended sounds with, like Marilyn let's go Monroe play basketball. Happy birthday to JFK. That's exactly what I thought it yeah. was, too. Yeah. But are we not doing numbers today? Oh, oh shit. Good host you no, are. We are getting to we're getting I okay. wanted to establish where we were, and then we go to 54s. <laughs> I was just making Did sure. you have a 54 for us, I don't have us, a 54, Josh? but then we're like 20 minutes in here. I yeah, haven't heard about it. You're horrible. You're steak. Sometimes I like to change it up. Do Good. you have any 54s for us? Andy Hedden. Do you know who Andy Hedden is? No, nope, not on the list. Number 54 in the New York Giants. Get that crap. Okay, number 54. Avery Williamson. Yes, he is a free Williams, agent. 54. Brandon Marshall yep. is a 54. Denver Broncos. Uh, Brian Urlacher is a 54. Yep. Um, hmm, let me think if there's any other 54s that I played with off the top of my head. It's an amazing number. It's a great to me. It's one of the all time great NFL numbers. Really, fifty four? Yeah, I it's feel good. like it's just had a lot. Like if you okay, here are the guys in the Go NFL ahead. that wear fifty four right now. Here are the lesser known, and I still think they're pretty good. Jalen Smith and everything he's overcome. Cassius right. Marsh, Shaq, Shaq Thompson with the Panthers, yep. Levante David with the Bucks, Brandon Marshall, Avery Williamson, Olivier Vernon, Melvin Ingram, Eric Kendricks, Dante Hightower, Bobby Wagner. Of those five, Vernon, Ingram, Kendricks, Hightower, Wagner, you can only pick one. Who would you pick? I'm taking Ingram right now. Ingram, yeah. Ingram is at a the prime of his career and definitely in the conversation for one of the five best pass rushers in the sport. Who would you take second? Wagner, Hightower, Kendricks, or Vernon? <sighs> Wagner? Yeah, Wagner. Yes. I'm a big fan of Dante Hightower, but the injury stuff is just, it's, it's a tiebreaker for me also, where I give it to Wagner. Not a, oh, he is very versatile. He is. He is versatile. All right. So, all time older it's guys. Size versatility. Randy White. Right. Damn. Big time 54. I can't believe I missed that. Shit. Uh, Chuck Halley, Super Bowl champ for the Cowboys Super Bowl in the MVP, 60s and 70s. Super Bowl five, they, Chuck Halley? Yeah. He was the Damn. defensive MVP on a team that lost the Super Bowl. He's the only one ever. 16 13, they lost to the Colts. He was the defense MVP. And you had no notes as you were saying that. No, that was no, good. Yes. He's also a five-time All-Pro. He is. A, you don't see a lot of five-time All-Pros. He's a big white guy, I can tell you uh, that. Reggie McKenzie wore 54 when he played. I did not know So that. did Marty Schottenheimer. Huh. Time's a good number. Brian Waters, the guard for a long time. Was great a one. Great yep. guard. Uh, some random uh, 2000s uh, linebackers. Andre Davis, Nate Wayne. Andre Davis, my old teammate. And the lumberjack, Jeremiah Trotter. Yeah. Love JT. Trot. Love Trot. And then all-time great linebacker, 54s. I don't know if Chris Spielman is an all-time great. He was good. Teddy Bruschi. He's Bra- a legend. Brian Erlacher and Zach Thomas. Yeah, that's pretty good. I forgot about Bruschi and Zach Thomas there. Nomination from Gabe, Araldus Chapman. 
Ooh, oh, good one, Gaber. Flamethrower. Gomez coming in from left field with that one. Uh, we always do Second Amendment. Kyle Shanahan's our favorite coach in the NFL. Uh, in terms, there are six teams in the NFL right now that have the most free agent cap room. Right. The Browns have by far the most, $110 million. You have four teams over 70. Well, they did. The 49ers had the most, right? Right. Until Garoppolo's contract. And so the four teams that have $70 million or more, right. Colts, Niners, Jets, and Bucks. Yeah. So the fact that the Niners are still in the top five, they're right. actually number three, even after paying Garoppolo's crazy. Yep. And then the Texans have 63, and then there's a drop-off. Those are the, the top six in terms of money. Yeah. We keep getting questions from people, how would you rebuild the Niners? Mm. And the question that I would ask you for our Kyle Shanahan topic is, they're third in free agency. Which position, which guy do you think that it's worth spending a lot of money on that's not currently on the Niners? Oh, okay. Hmm. Can I pull up my free agent 100%. List I wish Take a second here, pull up the teams. I wish you would have told me this before we started this, just so I could have had it ready. Um... The 49ers, though, just off the top Yeah, where of would my you head. want Kyle to spend his money position-wise? The, I mean, the secondary, this cornerback play, I think is certainly one area. And there's a lot of good cornerbacks there that are going to be available. Um, hold on, I'm just getting it here. So that would be one. The next place I look at just for Kyle knowing him is it's got to be O-line, and he needs another elite wide receiver. I'm just trying to think of which one I should go to here. What do you need, a list of free agents? Yeah. I got you. Stand by here, Ghost Rider. I have. Here's a free agency tracker. You need what position you want. Um, I think I'm all right. Good. Let's just use that if that's okay. I'm going to give credit to him. His name is Evan Silva. He works for Roto World. I use him for so much of my stuff. I think Evan Silva is great, and he went out and ranked. I'd be curious if Sims' thoughts of these rankings align with him. They're definitely going to be better than Bill Polian's. Yeah, rankings. well, we know that. Okay, so uh, I'll start off right here. Okay, I got it. I'm good. Don't worry. All right, I all got right, your so, cornerbacks pulled up. Okay, Whatever you need. I'm right. I'm on cornerback. So, I mean, if I was going to look at cornerbacks right off the top of my bat, uh, you're on guards and centers. Yo, where's the rest of it? Second page here, buddy. I got oh. it pulled up for you, though. Just take look a at look. Josh's. Okay, yep. fine, fine, fine. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, dokie. All right, so Tremaine Johnson. I mean, I just have a hard time thinking that there's, the Rams are going to let him go. I mean, he would be the number one pick, certainly, for a- anybody in the secondary, I think. Yeah. Uh, but my thing there, just with him real quick, is just Wade Phillips, I don't think he can really run his defense or wants to run his defense without a Tremaine Johnson. Right. He needs his keep to leave, and that's what he would be. So that would be, of course, I think the guy everybody's going to look at. Now, you get after that conversation there. There is some interesting ones. Malcolm Butler is going to be there. And Malcolm Butler, you know my thoughts. I think he is a top 10 corner in yeah. football or at least around and that area. And he'll have a chip on his shoulder for he, sure. He is, and he's going to want to prove himself. Uh, he is up there as far as... As far as the guys I look at as being top-notch talent, after that, Kyle Fuller's good. I'm not sold on the Kyle Fuller thought as of right now. I mean, yes, he had a good year last year. I get that. Um, All right, so the corners are there. What about wide receivers? Wide receivers? Okay, the first guy right off the top of the list, Allen Robinson. That's concerning to me. I'm not going to mess with that. So, Isn't Travis I, Benjamin a free agent? Uh, Trav- Does he already have that with uh, No, Travis Goodwin? Benjamin's not. Yeah, and he has it. Benjamin, yeah. I don't think, is a free agent. So what kind of wide receiver would they look for? He's got the Travis Benjamin in a good one. I think he's going to look more for his Pierre Garçon in his prime type of guy. Tough, underneath. Right, like is a Jarvis Landry in that conversation, well, he just got right? Franchise he did get 
franchise. Everything I know, too, is they are trying to trade him. I know that. We're going to get to that in a second. Right. Okay. What other wide receivers pop out then? Marquise Lee is, I think, another guy he pro- he would For look sure. at. sure. Certainly. Because he can do a little bit of everything, right? He can be that guy that you can go, oh, we can put him outside and he can beat you deep. But he's good at running the routes over the middle. He's kind of tough. He can make people miss. He can yeah. run some of those option routes. Do they also go after a linebacker with the Reuben Foster stuff going I, I, on? I mean, you have to. Yeah. You have to. Yeah. That was the problem with the Reuben Foster draft pick, right? Yeah. I mean, the Reuben Foster draft pick. This is we knew this. Like, so I, of course, I feel bad because it's my friend Kyle. But at the same time, I mean, you knew the risk you were you taking. You knew the he knew the but risk. But it's better he was they taking. took it. They better they took him at thirty one and not three. Exactly right. Because they almost did that. Definitely. Uh, but but Reuben Foster, I think, with between the health concerns and the off the field issues, he's he's in big trouble. Certainly. Now after that, as far as linebacker, you know, Zach Brown's certainly going to fit that Hell scheme yeah. if they want to pay that money over the Jacksonville type of defensive scheme. Yes, that will work too. Um, and then jumping around. To like O Lyman too. We haven't talked about that because I do think that's a position of need. They got a center. They got one. They got two tackles. I would love to see them get Justin Pugh. Pugh would be their kind of guy, right? Like the shorter, mobile, plays multiple positions, like Kyle Shanahan. He would would love him to be his guard. That would be a perfect guard for the Shanahan scheme, certainly. So he'd be a guy right off the bat I'd look at. Nate Solder, that's not going to happen. I'm just looking at some other names up there. It's not a great list for offensive linemen. Uh, But I just think those are the areas we'd look at. They're going to get a difference-making receiver, a difference-making corner, and then they're going to round out their guard position, I would think, in free agency. That would be the the most sensible thing. You mentioned the Jaguars there, and you've also been a guest on the Pardon My Take podcast. Well, they had Blake Bortles on. Oh, baby. Have you listened to this yet? I did. I listened to it. All right, so I'm going to play it now. This is uh, Blake Bortles on Pardon My Take at Barstool talking about you. We we had Chris Sims come into the studio just so we could fight him. Yeah, how did that go? I, I'm not gonna lie, I saw that was a little bit upset about that. So we brought him in just to have your back to his face. Yeah, just, just to, to be to like you're wrong. A, yeah, yeah, just call him a piece of shit. He was he came in, he was so nervous. He thought we were gonna jump him. Is that true? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I would have liked to have been there for that. That'd have been awesome. <laughs> it was he, a, so yeah. Chris basically walked back a little bit what he said. He was saying I don't that, think like, he really walked he it back. I think they're being polite. A little inflammatory, and then he got trapped into like having to defend it all the time. And so it turned into a thing that he didn't think was going to turn into a thing where he would be like the nation's premier Blake Bortles hater. You've like, said Skip that Bayless before. Is, but... like, the nation's premier LeBron James hater. So we just had to put him in his place real quick. Getting compared to and Skip. He, you know, he rolled over. He let us scratch it's his belly, and then he left. Mm-hmm. I appreciate them Mark, like Oh, sorry. No, keep going. That was it, right? No, there's, there's, there's more. more. Go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I don't know how to play it now. Appreciate that. Yeah, that was like that's really the only one that's like bothered me. Right. Just cuz it's like when some when somebody else has tried to do it and um didn't have really any success at doing it and those but they at least have an understanding of how hard it is and you know it's a challenge and all that and then to then turn around and go on tv and talk bad about somebody trying to do it you know i just don't really understand that that yeah, whole process but, i agree you know more so my my thing is well, here, well let's you go first this is you're reacting to well it. i you know, first of all, he's upset that I've made good points and proven himself, right? That's what he's basically saying. Like, hey, he's the first one that's gone on there and, like, made points, and everybody's going, yeah, you're right. Okay. Well, again, I'm, this is not personal against Blake Bortles. I am sorry, Blake Bortles. I am sorry. 
Uh, I appreciate like PMT kind of trying to ease them into that yes. and maybe not make me look as bad. Um, they did say that you rolled over and that they made you feel bad and you wussed out, which no, I don't think you did. No, I definitely did not, and nor was I scared of them. I mean, I would I, I, PMT. I mean, big cat, uh, jump me next time. Let's see what happens. Okay, <laughs> let's many, see what happens. How many big cats would it take? One big cat, I don't one know. PMT to Being take you. Both of them together, they're gonna they got to put in some work. Okay, I'm just telling you, and I truly like them. You know that yeah. so uh and i actually texted with big cat a little to earlier today too yeah but regardless release the text i feel bad again about the blake portals thing it is interesting to me that obviously he's heard it apparently and it does bother him yeah um and i feel bad about that as well yeah uh but i'm just doing my job here and, and that is my point right. is for blake to say I do, it hurts me. He's the one that upsets me because he tried to do it, didn't do it well, and he should know how hard it is. And then I would go, exactly. Because you're not – this fraternity of quarterbacks, you're not supposed to be like, that guy sucks. But for everybody out there, I'm not going to say anything because I'm going to protect him. That's literally the number one thing we stand for is we don't want to be friends with anybody because we just want to be super honest to everyone that's listening. Yes, right. And the problem that we've always said is all of these motherfuckers want to be friends with the athletes. Right. So my thing is this. We don't want to be people's friends. And everyone's taking it like you're being personal, but it has nothing to do with personal. No. And the other thing is, they were like, oh, yeah, he was just trying to say something inflammatory. Never once did you go, hey, what could I say that could get us a lot of attention? No. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't, it wasn't no, it to was get attention. it was pure, total, 100 football assessment. I was yes. getting annoyed that the fact that I was constantly having to assess why what Jacksonville that's where it came from I just couldn't take it anymore and I was finally like are you guys I, you know you know me it just got yeah. to the, I got to my wits end where I was like are you kidding me I mean we know the problem with Jacksonville don't yes. I mean come on it's as obvious as there could be it and just that's where it, it always goes back to for me I watch these other shows and you begin to realize that they all have narratives and they all like are friendly with people and they're not giving the truth and that's the problem I think with so much sports coverage in America is it's all nonsense. And it's these guys that go home at night and go, what could I talk about tomorrow that could go viral? We don't give a shit about viral. No. We just want to talk football right. at a very accurate level. Or what, and people think I, it's personal. Who can I stay in their good graces yes. with so I can name drop them every now and then? I right. have no interest in that. None. Like, Zero. We, me and Sims, like, they want to, look, Bleach Report wants to do big stuff with us. They want to launch a show with us, and it's going to be a lot of fun. And the thing is, is we're going to meet a lot of these people, but I don't think that's going to change how we talk about people because that's our job. Like, I, I think that I've always said this. If you could admit your bias, then you're not biased. Right. And I think no one's admitting they're biased, and they're all really biased. I don't know. That's just when I heard Blake say, I wish he was easier on me, I'd be like, well, then you, if you can't handle Chris Sims, invite the pressure. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a fascinating topic. I, yes, I, first of all, he shouldn't be listening to me. He shouldn't even care about me either way. He's got to realize that he knows there's people out there that are critical of his play and he has to get better. And uh, like I've said a million times, it is not personal. Again, I understand how hard it is. I grew up in it and, Look where I am now. Okay. Were you ever personally affected by something someone in the media said? Something as specific as this? No, because no, no. he I just said one person, one thing that he's saying is screwing him up. Yeah, I, I no, I never was. Did I? Did I go out before a game and uh, watch ESPN and my, they were going in a segment going, "Who has the most pressure on them this week?" And I turned on the TV and it was Mike Dicka and he goes, "Chris Sims did," and I went. 
damn, do I got pressure on me today? <laughs> I was like, I guess it is kind of a big game. I have lost my first two starts, and we were a playoff team. I better get going here. Damn. Uh, so do you hear noise at times? Certainly. But I, was I going on the field that day or in the locker room going, damn, Mike Dicka says I'm under pressure. What am I going to do? No. By the time I got to the fucking field, I was like, Damn, Gruden's already yelling him at me, yelling at me, and we haven't even started the game. He's already asking me if I'm going to check. And then I run out of the field and I go, holy crap, they're big. They're going to be coming after me all game. Oh, wait, what did Mike Dicka say about me? Uh, so to me, that's where you have to be able to block that stuff out. Yeah, I think it's like when you meet a famous person and then you see that they check their social a lot and you realize they're not that famous. The reason we the don't real go to the famous... Combine, the reason we don't go to the Senior Bowl, we're not going to be able there to network. I don't give a damn that meet some anybody. Johnny offensive coordinator who I talked bad about about during the season. Now he wants to come over and be friends with me so I don't talk bad about him anymore. Yeah. I don't give a shit, for yeah. one. We're the players Damn, podcast. This swear yeah, thing. Yeah, we're up to we're like all, 10 curse words the rails. Okay. Other thing is, we're missing the point. What are they going to do with Blake Bortles? That's the real point. Jacksonville might screw up their chance to win a Super Bowl and multiple because yes. they've boxed themselves in the fifth-year option Blake Bortles corner. I'm, That's the comical thing, and they think they think like people are going to be like it's going to ruin their locker room. It's going to. I'm telling you, it will ruin their locker room because there's going to be guys going, "Damn, I'm one of the best at my position in the sport, and I'm being and paid so is he, and one so is he. third of what he is being paid, yeah. and he's the worst at his position in the sport." Yeah, that's going to be an issue. I gotta think they have a plan B. I'm really interested to see how this whole physical thing plays be, out. They can't talk badly because they know right now we might be stuck with him. Right. We have to see if and he can don't pass the ruin physical. His confidence. And of course, he got surgery because he knows I don't want to pass my physical because nobody else is going to pay me 19 million a year except for Jacksonville right now. Exactly. So that's where it's interesting. And are they going to make a play for somebody else? That's it where would I think be it. the biggest disappointment if our guy Coughlin went to Jacksonville. And Bortle starts for two years. Yeah. Because for me, I thought that's what that was going to fix. Yeah. I thought Marone and Coughlin were were captain honesty and general honesty. Yeah. And I thought it was going to happen. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, I went up the rest. No, so. it was perfect. Yeah. Uh, so we previewed franchise tag. It started. One of the guys that you didn't think was going to get tagged did. Jarvis Landry, $16 million wide receiver tag. And it came out in Pro Football Talk. You're saying it now. The reason you tag this early is if you want to move him. I saw Eric Weddle tweeted out, no, because he wanted him on the Ravens. I don't know if Landry's worth $16 million. You've been very vocal that you do Definitely not believe not. he's an open, like a number one guy. No. Do you think, though, that someone will move pieces for Jarvis Landry? Yeah, I, I mean, a team like Baltimore, I think, might, even though I want to be like, why? I don't, you know. Well, they clearly can't draft receivers. No, they clearly can't. They really can't. You know, it just, I don't know what their plan of attack is there. Um, Six. I don't really understand the whole what they did there. I really don't. I understand they got him because they probably want to go, okay, then we can use him as trade bait. I don't think anybody wants to sign him to the type of contract he's looking for, right? I've heard numbers yeah. thrown out there like he was looking for like four years, $58 million. He has Again, by far the most catches by any player in their first four years in the NFL. Yes. Like the most. Great. But we have to look at really what he's doing. Right. Five yards, shaking, shaking. I love, defer- like, I, I love the guy. But I'm going to give not my friend a Mike one. Lombardi he said a great comment to me when okay. we were in this conversation about him. And I, he, it really sums it up really well because I, I love when Mike says little things like that. He goes, I like Jarvis Landry when the ball's in his hand. Mm. And I was like, that's the way to put it. He's exactly right. Yes, you like him when the ball's in his hand, but he can't get open without the ball in his hand. Right. That's the problem. Or he needs a system to get him open. 
he is not going to be the guy like we've talked about a million times to be out there on the number on the you island know, and going to be people. That's I just have, not what he I is. I have my basketball player comparison. He's below a hundred. He is not in the top hundred in yards per catch. Mm. Jason Witten has more yards per catch than Jarvis Landry. He's Andre Iguodala. He's a guy that was never the number one on the Sixers, right. but he's the number five on the Warriors, and he's an incredible number five. He is. And he could have moments where he's like the MVP. Yeah. Like if Landry goes to a Kyle system, right. we, we said this when he wasn't a free agent, if he went to the Patriots, he would be used masterfully. Right. But he's not the number one on a team. No. But I like the way he carries himself, yeah. but I think they the franchise tag because right. how his salary negotiations went last, last offseason. Yeah. Didn't go well, had off-the-field stuff, and then like they tabled it. This is an indecisive franchise move where they go, maybe we could trade him. And, and the other thing I'll say that just throw that into it is, you know, Devontae Parker's had an injury history, so True. maybe that scares them a little bit. Kenny Stills hasn't necessarily lived it's up to the contract he got. It's a make or break year got. for Tannehill. It's a make or break year for right. Gase. So maybe they're kind of just going, we'll see what it is one more year and right. ride with them. Either way, or they get the trade they want and they go, fine, we're done with them and we can move on. You also said that you expected the Cowboys to tag Demarcus Lawrence. Yes. That looks like it's going to happen. They are so shallow at the position, they have to keep that guy. Have to, and he's... Am I missing anybody? I mean, he's the, he's the biggest difference maker on their defensive side of the football right now. I don't think you can argue that. He put himself in the category the second half of the year where yes. he's definitely one of the five best pass rushers in the sport. And if he can just stay healthy, uh, yes. So that made a ton of sense. Second I'm year in a row that. where he's really taken it up a notch in the second half of the season, right. which is rare. Right. Uh, Doug Martin released. Yeah. It made me go back to the preseason. When they were playing, the Bucks were playing the Jags, and John Gruden was like talking all this trash about how they don't like Doug Martin, and it made me realize like there's a lot of stuff going on with this guy, and he had that one year with like 1,400 rushing yards, and I don't know if we're ever going to see that again. One year it was a two PED test that he's failed. Was that it? Yeah, I mean something like that. It's it's one or it's definitely one. I thought it was two. Uh, Yes, he's going to be signing somewhere for a very low veteran minimum. Yeah. That's just the way way it is. There's a lot of talented running backs in the Man. league right now, and there's going to be more coming. So I'm not surprised by that move at all. There's not a lot of people with the talent of Andrew Luck, mm-hmm. who apparently is not throwing footballs right now, but he's throwing objects that are heavier than footballs, yeah, which right. is a great sign. Right. And he's not getting another surgery. That time has passed, and he feels relieved. Good. Do you believe we're going to see Andrew Luck ever like Andrew Luck again? <sighs> I do believe, yes, I do. I, I guess I, I, it's definitely skeptical. I'm worried, but I think, yes, it's going to turn out. Just because at least he's at the age where his body should recover. Throwing heavy objects is not necessarily the greatest thing either. I don't know if I like put any stock into that to go, oh, wow, right, right. It's, it's not, not like about go, that. It's not like going to the batting cage with a ring on your bat and like working on bat speed well, with like a heavier... Well, certainly can build some strength, yes, but I think at the end of the day, what's going to hurt his arm and what's hurting his arm is its arm's ability, the torque, because it's a football and it's a little lighter object, and then really what makes it is the arm speed that you can create because it's not a weighted ball or whatever, Mm. and it's those muscles that have to stop your arm and shoulder from decelerating after you let go of the ball is where a lot of times quarterbacks have problems. Do you think he starts week one next year? I do, yes, I do. I'm going to be, of course, all eyes on this situation because... We like were said, right all along. We both assumed that he was not playing at all this year. And the story just and about how apparently his buddy people from in Indi- Stanford 
like did the surgery. It's all very concerning. The fact that what he did escape to Germany at one point didn't yeah. he? Or, right. So uh, yeah, I don't know where he is. Has it's there ever be been any uh, another injury like this or another injury saga like this that you can remember? I mean, Peyton a little bit, right? With the, the, neck. the neck that was certainly an right. issue. When he signed with the Broncos. The question was, will Peyton ever really play be able again? To th- yeah. yeah, because he was. I was in the. You know, there's stories. That he was in the backyard and like trying to throw a ten yards to Eli and wasn't doing it. Drew Brees went something similar with, with the, the shoulder. shoulder in San Diego there before he went to you know almost went to Miami then went to New Orleans. Uh, and then I would say Chris Sims' spleen exploding. Yeah, maybe that, right? That's a, that's pretty up there. Jake Delhomme had the had the elbow like Got a it. pitcher gets. He had Tommy John, which is really rare for a I football I was just thinking this one feels just particularly mysterious to me, but I guess those other ones were. I want him to more not worry about the weighted throws. He needs to be able to throw an object 150 times as hard as he can and have his arm be able to take that torque, right? And to me, the way to go there, if you listen to any cutting-edge technology, is tennis. Tennis would be the way to go. You ever notice how a tennis player never has an elbow or arm problem, but they hit an object as hard as they can all the time? They have tennis elbow. Well, occasionally, but it's not as much as you would think for guys that hit a thousand balls a day right. because they don't let go of the objects. And that's like pitchers really, in baseball. Like pitchers started doing that where they have these fake handles or a fake ball. You ever seen them in the war, in the bullpen where they hold on to the, the like, it's almost like it looks like a beanbag the yeah. whole time because that's what they're doing. They oh. hold that beanbag because it's the stress, the ultimate stress on the arm is when the ball is let go. And you're squeezing nothing. And you're not even, or your arms are relaxed, but it's still going really fast. And then it's going, oh, I got to stop and hold back a second. It's interesting. Okay. This doesn't sound like anything ice and stim can't fix. I'm no doctor, <laughs> but just- I think the reason, though, we've never, if this feels unique to me with Andrew Luck, is for the first part of his career, the kid was undestructible. Right. Like, not Took a beating. Not only was he taking a beating, but he would get up and go, hey, great hit. Yeah, yeah. You're awesome. Right. And you were like, nothing can stop this right. kid. And now it seems like nothing can fix this kid. And so we went from one extreme to the other, and we're just sitting here going, Timeout, he was the next face. He was the next big contract. Like, he was the one that was going to blow away everything. And now we have nothing. Yeah. And it's just, it's crazy to see a star like that. Right. I just remembered my favorite memory from All Star Weekend. Okay. As LeBron was getting uh, the trophy after the All Star game on Sunday night, I turn around and Odell Beckham, I'm on the court again. Odell Beckham is behind me, jumping up and just hanging on the rim. And then he would let go, come back down, jump back up, grab on the rim. Must have done it three or four times. Just having fun. Just having fun. Just jumping around. LeBron is 20 feet away getting the trophy, and Odell is showing everyone that he can jump up and hang on the rim. That's a different class of stars right there. When you're a star, you could do whatever. And he was like, rip off a toupee. Yeah. He had a lot of jewelry on. Uh, it was I'm sure he's weighted, weighted down. He was. It was like he was wearing like a jacket. He's getting a little hamstring butt explosion. He's uh, trying to get up there. We're going to be a little late <laughs> to your dad, and he's going to get pissed. But I will say that another staple of this podcast has been my disdain for certain broadcasters. Mm-hmm. Charles Davis has felt my wrath many times. He's my least favorite color commentator. I'm just being honest. Uh, the other guy that I've said for a long time is Bill Polian. Yeah, I use him all the time. Mm-hmm. He has come out and said that Lamar Jackson should switch to a wide receiver, and then he also had some comments about Nick Foles and trade value, and I just want you guys to listen to the pauses from the other people. It's a really weird setup where they have four people standing in like a box formation, and listen how no one says anything after Bill Polian talks for the first time. What would it take to get Nick out of Philly for if a team wanted him? Mm. First of all, I wouldn't even take the phone call for less than two ones and two twos. That's the, that's the open. And then we'll go from there. 
This guy just won the Super Bowl, for goodness sake. Not to mention Nick's going to be happy to stay. He's their team out there. So then later he goes and Riddick's like, so then you would ask me if I would do that and I would say no, so this is dumb. And then the only good thing that Bill Polian said is he, he called Nick Foles an icon. And that was the only thing I, I agreed with where he said, if you're in a football locker room, this guy won a Super Bowl, you've said this too. If you keep him around, it could be an issue. Mm-hmm. Like it could be an issue. But I just think it's funny. We're talking about Peyton Manning and stuff. How do I gracefully say that sometimes it's time to stop listening to people? Like, there are certain I, there's people. There's a lot of old ac- executives. Like, you know, how does Ernie Accorsi call the shots for the New York Giants? How does Charlie Casserly name the GM for the Jets? They had no success for like the last decade of their career because they were doing things in an older fashioned way. All of their comments seem archaic. And yet people are running with these guys and their stories and their takes all the time. And I just don't know why we're still listening to these because they did it once. They did it. So it, it's Peyton again, Manning fell in his lap. I just it, uh, listen. Bill Bowling did a lot of good things. Uh, I'm not going to discredit he's a Hall that. Of Famer. Yes, I mean doing the Buffalo Bills, the Indianapolis Colts. He built some great teams, <clears throat> but just because he did that doesn't mean he's well versed in the league now. I mean, how many times have we, we've talked about him even through the free agency period and some of the draft evaluations and things he said over the last few years, where we've been like, damn, his number one who was our guy that Denard we Denard Robinson. D- no, it was not Denard Robinson. It was an, a guy that played on the Raiders. It was Moore. Uh, he played on the Tennessee Volunteers with my brother. Right. Demontre um, Moore. Not Demontre Moore, but it's something like that. But he basically said it was the number one free agent wide receiver out there. Dem- it's something like Demarius Moore? Yeah, Denarius Moore. Denarius Moore. He said he was the number one free agent receiver on the market. He didn't even get signed by a team. He never played in the NFL again. I mean, so he's had a lot of moments like that. And yeah, Nick Foles is going to command the greatest trade price in the history of any player in football? Come he on. He responded to that by saying that's what they traded for RG3. And I was like, RG3 hadn't even played in the league yet. It was like a, a and that draft was Dan trade. Snyder doing it by himself like and not even including the Shanahan's who were supposed to be able to the do that. The problem is though is now I have my Philadelphia friends being like, man, if we only get a three, and now it's all suddenly disappointing. And Jimmy Garoppolo who's better than Nick Foles on every fucking day of the week, okay, and twice on Sunday, if he only gets a second rounder, then why wouldn't they be Hey, listen, ask for more, certainly, Yeah, but I don't think you're going to get much more than a second and maybe uh, another pick down the road somewhere. Yeah. I just have a hard time believing that. I just I just don't understand how this is still a thing. Like, here we are, and, like, Chris Sims gets deemed as someone that's, like, going for headlines and saying crazy stuff, and then we have an actual person that is incidentally saying crazy things, and we're like, well, what do you think about this? And I'm like... This is insane. I feel like I'm taking crazy insane. pills. And, and again, like my dad, we, we should have this conversation with my Let's dad. Call him up. Yeah, Let's call, call him. up Phil Sims right now. Because my dad is one that doesn't think the Eagles will or should trade Foles. I do. You know, I just, we, we we're differ there because I think like they're asking for big problems. If Carson Wentz isn't ready to start game one and you guys are 4 0 with Nick Foles, are you oh, telling man. me they're going to bench Nick Foles? No. No way. No chance. Then what are you gonna do with Carson well, Wentz? Hey, he big is. big guy, big guy. Oh, Thanks. well, 
Where have you two been? Hey, thanks for spreading uh, spending some time with us today. And your son, thank you very much. Yeah, I know you guys were bored and didn't have nothing to talk about. So you said, oh, let's drag uh, uh, Mr. Sims into this. You're the big fucker. You are the big fucker. <laughs> no, no, no. We, we, we don't care. We don't talk that we're, we're having a good conversation, actually, and I'd like to hear your take on yeah, this. I, I think the perfect person to really? ask. You guys are saying something intelligent. Wouldn't that you people know? People really find to be good and. Uh, let me hear this. All right, so I think it's perfect. We went and accurately said that the Eagles were the 1990-91 Giants and that Jeff Hostetler came in and all that stuff, and I thought the Giants handled that incorrectly back then. What do you think the Eagles should do? We were talking about Bill Polian's insanity, saying that they should ask for two firsts and a second for Nick Foles, which is just out of this world wrong. Uh, but I'm curious, can they exist with both quarterbacks on the roster? What oh should they God. do? Two firsts and two seconds. Okay. <laughs> now, this is probably somebody that all these great people are talking about. Probably said he wasn't good enough to even be in the NFL last year. But now he gets on a good team. Oh, that's right, he had some experience and had some success. We forgot that. And a good team, good system, all that, and he wins the Super Bowl, and now he is as valuable as any quarterback in the league. I mean, ever. About valuable as any player in the history of the sport. Five weeks ago, we should really go back to see if they were, if they were talking about benching him for Nate Sudfeld. I mean, that's what we really should go to see. Well, yeah, go but. back and watch me. On the showtime, and I basically said when he got hurt, you don't have to, but I'm just, I just said, can he, and somebody said it to me today when I was out this morning, you know, I heard you say that the Eagles can still win the Super Bowl with Nick Foles. I said, oh, really? Did I say that? And he said, yeah. I said, yeah, I, I believe that because I knew he had had success. He has experience. He has some talent. Is it over the top talent? No. But the football team is good, and that generally gives you a good chance to win the Super Bowl. Okay, so this this is the this is the conundrum. Okay, is two ones and two twos. Hold it, I'm trying to get that out of my. Head. I know okay. it's it's unbelievable. Uh, you know what? I tell you what, I, I, the Eagles must be fielding calls right and left. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give you both ones and twos and uh, my first grandchild. Of, yeah, go ahead. Okay. Jesus. But so what – I know I'm in the camp of I think they need to trade him, right? And I know you're in the camp a little bit of you don't think they should. My big no, thing, do not trade him. Okay, my big thing is, though, this. Like, let's just say Carson Wentz isn't ready to start the season right, right away. And you're 4-0 with Nick Foles as your quarterback. You, you know, play him another week. You, you, what do you do? You know, put him on the Case Keenum leash, and just until he falls off the leash, then you you put Wentz back in. I think the best thing you can hope for is that you do start out four and zero, and you keep playing him and see what happens. And sooner or later, the opportunity will come. That just gives Carson Wentz more and more time on the practice field, whatever it takes, and he will come in, and we will see the hopefully the same guy we saw this year. But I think you keep them both. Mm. I don't hesitate. It's too great of an insurance plan. And if it, something did happen where he's not ready for next season, can you go get the guy that can be the starter anyway? Right. And, and if they do lose, what's everybody going to say? Well, we, if we had Nick Foles, we wouldn't have lost. And now the front office and the coaches all have to answer to that. They lost some assistant coaches. They need to keep as much as they can in place with the team they had last year. Yeah, good answer. Good answer. I, was, I would also add to that, knowing the relationship between Foles and Wentz and knowing who both of those guys are, right. 
Not, yes. not only would Wentz stand down and say, right now Foles is playing, but if they made the switch, I think Foles would come forward and go, this is Carson's team. Right. Like You have a very unique personality subset. It's not like Tebow, where Tebow never says, I shouldn't be playing right now. Like I feel like Foles no, would no, go, no. Let this me is hold a press conference over here. I'm the second team quarterback. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to give a press conference. Uh, yes, yeah. You mean that? Exactly. Okay. All right, so, now, Sim. But, but it is a unique situation. I think no matter what happens, either one will handle it the right way. I think everybody's going to know it's going to be cut and dry if Carson Wentz is ready to be the opening day starter. Mm. If there is any doubt in my mind, man, you play it safe. And you go ahead and then, you know, and Christopher, yeah, that scenario comes up. They go 4-0. They go 5-0, and whatever. Oof. I would love it. it. It's going to come sooner or later where they're going to need Carson Wentz. And it it will be losses. Will it be narrow victories where there's plays left on the field? And then what happens, really, there'll be a time on the practice field, the coaches are all going to look at each other and go, man, we got to put him in. He's just killing it. Yeah, right. And and, and it's kind of the – a little bit of the Patriot way, which I hate to get into, but when they think you're ready – well, show us one more week in practice That's right. before we play you. That's right. Yep. And 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 we we've, we've seen this story before. It's not going to be the you know I don't think Carson Wentz is going to get T-shirts uh, printed up that I will be the starter of the opening day or whatever that was. Like uh, Randall, I'll be back running. RG three, <laughs> when he had it, you know I forgot what his slogan was. Right. Uh, Carson Wentz is not going to do that, and but but. They're both unique guys, but Nick Foles, the one thing I would do if I was the Eagles, I would compensate him and make him happy. And if he's not the starter opening day, I really he I think Nick Foles is a lot like Josh McCown. They get great satisfaction in you know, the game but they get great satisfaction of helping others have success. I really do. Right. And and that might be the only two in the whole league. Yeah. Mm. That's it. you got to be a very, you know, in the words of Chris Rock in his new special, someone has to be willing to play the tambourine sometimes. Uh, let me ask right. you this. And I think, and, you know, that's very, and that doesn't mean they're not competitive. When I talk about these two, that just, it's what kind of human beings they are. Exactly. Most quarterbacks go into the meeting room and they're watching practice and going, that guy's not very good. And then the other quarterback, and they're on the field, they're hoping he throws every incompletion. Right. Then the game, throw a pick. Yep. Oh, I can't believe they dropped the pick. You lucky or lucky. I, I mean, think, on, you know what? I have another name to add to your two, and I think yeah, he's a starter, that? and it's Kirk Cousins. I think Kirk is very competitive and he wants to play, and the sweepstakes has officially begun. And I think the one thing that's, that your son, Christopher, and I learned from talking to Kirk is that he's ready to win. And with that all factored in, I want to read the list of the places that have an opening, and I'd like the Phil and Chris Sims, where do you think he's going to go official predictions? Wow. Denver? It look is looks open. The Jets apparently want to pay that money. All right, I'll say Arizona. Cool as you go, Denver. No, Denver. No, Sims. No. What do you think about Denver for Kirk Cousins? No, I want to hear the rest of the list first. Oh, Denver, Denver, New York Jets, Arizona, mm-hmm. Buffalo, Cleveland, Minnesota. 
Okay, I got my list. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's 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 the Jets in Minnesota. That to me would be the two that make the most sense. I don't know about how you, but I will just say this: with the Jets, they're going to love him first of all for this fact. Todd Bowles is going to be gone and fired if they don't win this year, so he doesn't want to deal with a rookie quarterback. I think he'd want to have. Hey, a... wow! Let's nobody puts that in. The, you know, people are. Just, That's why I got my own. They, yeah, right. Oh, so, they, we want a rookie quarterback because we want our own. We want to. We want to get fired after we go four and twelve and give the yeah. next guy the quarterback. But let right. me tell you, here's what they want. We want to draft somebody with that sixth pick, and you know, and it, we're going to groom him, and we're going to get him going, and it's going to work out. And you know, if it all works out perfectly, he could maybe turn out to be a Kirk Cousins. Mm. Do you oh. think? Do you think Kirk thinks he can win with the New York Jets? I think the New York Jets are a better football team. Yeah. Than everybody around America thinks. Right. Yeah, but at the same thought, point, like their best offensive weapon is like facing off the field like issues right now. Like like Robbie well, they Anderson's. Have, they have a lot of money to spend, so let's just see where their team goes. It only right? takes a couple. Yeah. They got a decent offensive line. They got the makings of a good defense. Yeah. Um. You, you know. Yeah. They need to go most likely somewhere in the draft, which we know now, you know, yeah. there's a running back out there. No, let me rephrase that. There's about 12 of them out there that are going to have impacts in the league next year. And you don't have to get one in number one or two. We know that. Chris, you like the Vikings, too? They're going to in free agency, probably. And you can find another veteran-wide receiver, add something else to it, whatever, and you can be like going, man, we got a pretty good group here. And Chris, you the like the Vikings, too? The <laughs> was sneaky good. It Chris, was. Chris, you like the Vikings also for Kirk Cousins. <laughs> what are you laughing at? I'm laughing because he's tried to butt into you talking <laughs> like four times and you just talk right over him. Nah, so that's I, right. I can't. Man, when I get rolling, I'm going to go. <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm going to get it and out. He's, he's, if I don't get it out, I'll forget it. He's a millennial, so just talk over Wait, him. So, but, the Vikings, but, yes. But, they have they have Keenum, Bradford, and Teddy, and there's a chance that none of them are there yes. and Kirk is there. So, right. I mean, he's, it's going to be it's going to be... A, I think that's the team. Because I look at Thielen and digs in that defense and go, man. And DeFilippo, right. who's also he just worked. He's been in some West Coast offenses as well, which is going to be a, like an... That's the, and, you, and you said this to me, Christopher. Right. I was doing a Cleveland Browns uh, Cincinnati Bengals game on a Thursday night. Right. And DeFilippo was the offensive coordinator. Yep. And I can remember our conversation. You go, look, I don't care what people think about the Browns, but I think DeFilippo's doing a really good job on the offensive side. Yes, I'm a fan and of DeFilippo. Right. right. And they were... They were dealing with, I think at the time, the Johnny Manziel and Brian Hoyer, I think, was the issue then. Yeah, I think it was the year before Manziel got there. I think it was the it might have been was Hoyer. Was it the year before? Yeah. It was, yes. But, yeah, yeah, they were like the 15th ranked offense in football, and they weren't a good team. Phil, what, yeah, were your, yeah. what were your top teams for Kirk Cousins? Well, you know, I think the Jets are interesting. I think they're going to make a strong bid for him. I do believe this. Everybody's getting all bent out of shape, you know. They, I love how everybody knows about the money. Well, you mean you're going to give him a fully guaranteed contract? Uh, yeah, somebody he's going to get probably get a fully guaranteed contract. He'll he'll probably sign a short term one, probably three years, because because that's hey man, the one thing I've learned. This guy's got it. In yeah. other words, he's. He's he's willing to lay it on the table because yep. he thinks in three years he's going to be on a team that's going to improve, be there, and the market's going to change again, and he's going to be on top of the market once again. And everybody goes, oh, but he's, he's going to destroy the salary cap. Well, then so are all these other guys who are getting paid tons of money and their teams are not going to the playoffs. Let's see. Oh, that's right. Nick Foles and Case Keenum and Blake Bortles – 
in the in the conference championships. Yeah, what are they ranking being paid by the NFL standard? Oh, franchise quarterback tags and all that stuff. So you can do this a lot of ways. I get tired of the argument. Kirk Cousins is a really good NFL quarterback. And it's funny, I just watched him today because I was trying to find some shots of quarterbacks that do things that I want to teach kids. And I'm watching him going, man, he has changed so much since he came in the league. His body, he's stronger, he's quicker. He gets the ball out of his hand faster. And his arm is absolutely another level with power behind it than he had when he came in the league. So this tells me he works hard, he's a good guy, and teammates like him. And if that Redskin football team would have stayed healthy this year, they were going to be some pain in the rear end in the whole big picture. But the team fell apart with injuries, and, you know, unfortunate for him, but he hung in there, played, and took a beating like a man. He did. All right, we're done with you. We have no more use for you. Love you, Phil. I love that. We're done with you. We have no more use for you. We have no more use for you. We'll talk to you you next week when you're useful again. I have a lot of things I could say to that, but I would be fired, so I'm going to let it go. Well, you won't be fired. You can't be fired for this. People listen, they'll repeat it, so, you know, come on. Okay, fine. I'm just telling you, you can say what you want to say here. It's a safe place. It's the trust tree. It's a safe place. Oh, God, there we go. All right. You you know, that's just where you two two need a little safe place. Oh, we do. Go hey, make some dinner Adam. reservations for your Adam. 38th wedding anniversary. What's up, big Phil? Don't worry about where I make a reservation from. You just come and tag along and, and mooch off of us as I pick up the, the bill. <laughs> Damn right. Okay? Yeah. All right. All right. Hey, Adam. Yeah, what's up? Just every once in a while, reach over, slap in the back of the big head, and Big Phil just said to do that, okay? I'll do a, I'll do a Terry Bradshaw skiing hit. <laughs> oh, man. There you go. All right. All Have right. a good day. See, See you, Dad. See you, guys. See ya. Uh, so the See, t- he hasn't talked in a while. You gotta. Oh my god! When he hasn't talked in a while, you gotta watch <laughs> out for a week. And I love when he does the Kirk Cousins thing. You've okay. heard that before. Well, because he didn't really love Kirk Cousins coming out in the draft. Oh, okay. And I did. And that's his way of like trying to justify that yep. he's gotten yes. better. So it's like our. our the the thing that I think is interesting about Kirk Cousins is we talk about you talked about how Jacksonville would revolt if Blake Bortles came back. Yeah. Kirk, I genuinely believe, is one of those guys when he comes into the locker room, I feel like everyone takes it serious. Yeah. Like, we talked about, oh, Chris Long, he comes to the Eagles because he sees promise. Kirk Cousins is someone that I believe probably has a spreadsheet at his house, and he's marking off pros and cons on every team. He's looking at, like, state taxes on salaries. Like, I believe he's looking at every single team, weapons that are available, and is truly – like, this is not a guy that's going to go on a whim or is going to feel loved from somewhere. Agreed. Everything he's doing is so calculated Mm -hmm. that whichever team he goes to, I'm going to take more serious next year. Not just because he's on it, because I know he did a full, exhaustive evaluation right. of that That's team. That's why I think the Jets are more in, they're more of a player than this. The Cardinals think. have David Johnson coming back. they right. got a few good weapons. I don't know who's, who who's your other good weapons. Tell me. I know. Larry Fitzgerald. I know. Old. So, I mean, it's just that's that's the problem. I There's at, some good things. I but. look at Minnesota. I don't, I don't, I, he's not going to Cleveland. He's not going to Buffalo. Jacksonville would be great, but I don't think it's going to happen. And wh- I think Denver's a little bit better than your dad's saying. I, I do. Just because you 
of Emmanuel Sanders and uh, Demarius Thomas. I do too. I guess the only worry you have in Denver is just how much longer does that defense have, right? It's coming. It did take a big step. It's back coming this towards the end. I mean, I do think they have another year or two of being a pretty good unit, but yeah. they're not going to like dominate like they once were. All so. right, rank these other free agent quarterbacks for me. AJ McCarron. I'm going to give you this list. A.J. McCarron, Drew Brees, Teddy Bridgewater, Case Keenum, San Bradford, and Josh McCown. They, along with Kirk Cousins, are the Magnificent Seven. Here is the paper. Oh, thank you. Uh, it, it was just pointed out. It's right right there. Yeah, right there. How would you the rank? Because Kirk Cousins is your number one. All right, well, we're not counting Drew Brees, are we? I mean, he's going to stick around New Orleans, There's right? no effing way Drew Brees is leaving New Orleans. All right, so then Everyone's got to just end that conversation. The offense is made around him, and he's waited for four years for that team to finally be good, and they're finally good to where he can go to the Super Bowl. He's not going to go somewhere else to go, man, I got $180 million in the bank, but if I go here, I got $183 million. Right. It's going to change my life. All right, so then rank the other guys. All right. So Who that, is Kirk Cousins your number Kirk one? Kirk Cousins is one, yes. You, were, you did not think that A.J. McCarron was going to become a free agent. I did not, and I'm Are still you surprised? surprised. I am. I'm very surprised. I did not. I thought the NFL would win that case. And uh, by he saying that, even though, even though the Bengals elected to sit him, it was their choice to sit him, and that doesn't count as a season it did. Now he's a free agent. Yes, good for him. Um, I'm going to go with number two as Case Keenum. Okay. Okay. So you have one as Kirk Cousins, two, two as, as Case, Case Keenum. Keenum. I'm going to go three, Sam Bradford. Mm. Yeah. Even with all the injuries. The injuries are scary, yes. But Sam Bradford, the reason he's got nine lives and the reason you hear about him every he year. Can really throw it. Exactly right. I mean, when teams watch him on the field, they go, Holy fuck, we've never seen a guy that can throw the ball like this. Sorry for the swear. It's okay. Holy we're crap. gonna we're gonna work in this together. <laughs> we are gonna work in this together. <laughs> this is but a group. It's the reason he became the backup for the Vikings in the playoffs, because he looked so good in practice, they said, damn, we're gonna make him the backup. Number so four. He's, th- he's three. Sorry. Number four. I would probably go with A.J. McCarron, even though I want to go McCown, but the McCown age thing just bothers me a little for the future. Right. Yeah. So, so then are you going McCown 5 and Bridgewater 6? I am. I'm going Bridgewater 6. I, I have to see Teddy do more stuff first. I'm. Uh, you've heard my assessment. I've watched him uh, in warm-ups. Uh, I watched him on film when he threw the interception against what was at the Lions in that game. I mean, yeah, I'm concerned with a guy that has not played in two years and almost had to have his leg in- amputated and that I saw in person and he has a limp and they also didn't feel comfortable in making him the backup for the playoff games and made him inactive. So that's why. Look at the teams right above. Those are the teams that I wrote down that could be looking for a quarterback. I added Jacksonville. I added the Giants. Yeah, if Jacksonville is you- really going to be interesting. If you take a look at the quarterbacks that you've just ranked, mm-hmm. do any of them make sense at any of the teams that need quarterbacks right now? Yeah, well, I mean, of course we talked about the Cousins thing, right? So That's... Cousins to the Jets or the Vikings, really, whichever one he deems to be more interesting. It does sound like the Jets are going to give him the most money, and we know that Kirk is trying to ride off in the, the sunset. The one I think about, another one right off the bat that just comes to my head is Sam Bradford to Buffalo. Okay, it's jo- it's Brian Dayball, the new offensive coordinator. Brian Dayball's New England history. Josh McDaniels coached Sam Bradford with the Rams. He is their kind of guy, Bradford. He's a big pocket passing quarterback. You know, in theory, like a Brady, right? Mm. That's what they want for their offenses. That would make sense to me. Bradford going to a Buffalo certainly. Um, after that. <sighs> 
McCarron, AJ McCarron to me could be in Arizona. He could be in Arizona. I think he could be a Denver Bronco. And I'm gonna say an outside chance at a Jacksonville Jaguar. I, I, I want to be. I want to know what Jacksonville is gonna do. Are they gonna Any try of to those weasel quarterbacks out? Go to Jacksonville. Is it possible? It's gonna be all about that fifth year option mm. and what they are can and willing to spend at the position. So I have on to wait. On top and, of that, right on top of that. Now, if they feel like there's there's some people I've talked to that think they're going to be able to finagle their way out, and that he might still be able to pass this physical, physical which I say negative Ghost Rider. The pattern is full, and that's why he got the surgery because he knew that it's going to help him get the nineteen million dollars. Um, I do think they got to be thinking it though. I just have I know Tom Coughlin enough to know that. Gosh damn, he's a smart football mind and he's got to look at his team and go. I'm one guy away. I'm one. I'm one guy away. Uh, so you haven't started looking at rookie quarterbacks yet. We're going to start that no. soon once you dive into all that footage, and yeah. I'm excited for that because I also see a lot of people having Jacksonville selecting a Lamar Jackson at sure. the, end of the first that's round. That's going to be very interesting. Well, that's the other Bill Polian thing we didn't talk about was Lamar Jackson. I mean, that was the other thing that was just uh, unbelievable. When do we start doing? Uh, can the Jaguars win the Super Bowl with Lamar Jackson? I, I mean, it's very not, soon. I mean, Lamar Jackson. To me, that's the other thing about that Polian conversation we just have to hit on is just erroneous on all accounts. Erroneous! Erroneous. Yeah, erroneous. What is that from? Wedding crashers. Yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, Lamar Jackson, is he your perfect prototypical franchise quarterback? Is he going to wow people with his personality and charisma when you meet him in person? No. I've met him in person. I've talked to him. He's a really polite, soft-spoken kind of yeah. kid. Bill He's Polian not... put it as he was short. Well, I'm like, Lamar Jackson's 6'3". I met him. He's 6'3". Right. He's a legit 6'3". Maybe he 6'2 and three quarters. First of all, let's just say this. You can't say this the year after Deshaun Watson, okay? That mm. right away should be like, damn, we just had this conversation last year, and the guy we had the conversation about ended up being the best quarterback in the sport, other than like Russell Wilson and Aaron Carson Rogers. Wentz and Aaron Rodgers, right? So now we have You're the right. same we guy. We have the same thing with Deshaun Watson. So now we have the same guy with a guy that we actually don't have questions about with the arm. The arm, because the one thing I can promise you is Lamar Jackson can throw the hundred mile per hour fastball in the You're corner. Right. The thing with Deshaun Watson was, yeah, but he played in a system in Clemson when he didn't have to read it, right. and they were giving him signals. And he from threw the a lot line. of soft balls. He never had to drive the ball in there. Great. And he had a lot more talent on his team than other people. So and I would argue that Louisville had no talent on their team compared to other people. Right. And then then and then so that all that I'm He's excited going for you to. First, he's film. going in the first round. I just would have a hard time believing. If he doesn't, he's going in the top 40 to 45 picks. I would feel very confident without watching him saying that uh, right now. To me, that's the best situation for the Jaguars. He's going to run no worse than 4-5. You, you take a quarterback, if one of the top 4 or 5 guys falls, whether it's a Mason Rudolph or whatever it is, it gets down to there. You take the guy, It's but then again, no matter what they do, if Jacksonville brings in a free agent or a draft pick, it is directly threatening Blake Bortles, and the conversation becomes a QB battle immediately, Definitely. as it should. People are forgetting it was a QB battle last year. In preseason. Yeah. I mean, people like want to blame me. I mean, the first articles written about Blake Bortles last year were... Peter King on SI going, Blake Bortles is embarrassing himself the first two yeah. weeks of training camp. Uh, I'm out. I'm going to a meeting. Peace. Have That's a great rest of the we've podcast. Gone too long. We've you. infringed on your next meeting. I know we've gone too long. Peace out. Peace See out, you, brother.
Uh, again, we have Orlando Pace coming up right after this podcast, and he's going to be doing a few really good in their primes. We asked him who was the best tackle, Pace, Walter Jones, or Ogden. We asked him who would he take in their prime, Isaac Bruce or Turi Holt. We also did best pass rushers. He was great. Excited asked him about Pancake, right? How that yeah, came all about. all the pancakes, all yep. that stuff. Yeah, we're just, we're just fascinated with the Jaguar situation because it's the best team in the NFL that – has apparently up until this point refused to acknowledge the elephant in the room. Yeah. All right, so are you ready to get to some iTunes comments? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, this one is from Ginger Ninja, 425, best podcast ever. I love listening to guys talk about football who are actual fans. Haven't left a review out of pure laziness. Had to bring it up. How dare you, you oh, lazy wait, hold bum. On. I think you already did this. Talk about put a uh, clock on the field. Uh, no, he says put a clock on it for the referees. Um yeah, see, Lefko's been out in L.A. He doesn't know what the hell he's doing. I printed the wrong fucking ones. God damn it. I was out in L.A. having a really good time. Those are about a month old, so those don't count. You stupid, dumb ass. Don't, I don't need your attitude I right mean, now. gosh. Yeah, those are old. Those are from January. Yes. All right, I have them right here. All right, so... Uh, first one, Priest 2020 called his comment the Stugats bump and said, Foles is too low on your list, by the way. Is there anyone that you've said on the Lebatard list that you believe right now that you would have changed if you started the list now? Well, I'm try- I try not to be the prisoner of the moment. Foles was my 33rd quarterback. I named him that the Friday before the Super Bowl. Okay. Don't again. Don't be a prisoner of the moment. Again, this is a quarterback that we were talking about in the end of December as benching him for Nate Sudfeld, but now he's the greatest quarterback we've ever seen. Yeah. So I'm just keeping that in in perspective for everybody. Maybe he was a little low. The Super Bowl made him knocked him up a, a notch or two. Anyone else though? Not not a whole lot more. No, no. ECVD, do it for us. Eagles fans, release the Emmett Smith interview. We did that. It is out there. I had a lot of people going, man, Emmett was really angry at you. He's really harboring a lot of bad things. We're cool now. Me and me and Emmett worked it out. Sure we are. But uh, it was bad. Sure. DPEG23, free agency, Kirk Cousins. This has been the most boring week of my life since I started listening to the podcast. I keep checking to see if there's a new place that comes up and get a notification. Free agency. My Sorry. J- we gave them we gave them a lot of interviews, right, and now we're back in the more. fold. I'm excited. Free agency, my dream scenario for Kirk is to go to Cleveland. Here's why. They sign him, and let's say Jarvis Landry, and then they draft Barkley at one, and they take a quarterback to develop behind Cousins. Think about it. Barkley, Coleman, Gordon, and Landry for Cousins. If that happened, at least the Browns go 8-8, eight and eight, as that's, always, guys. That's a great, he's great. That's great, but the the quarterback behind Kirk Cousins to be your franchise quarterback—that's everybody's got to stop that. Like I've heard that talk, like maybe the the Cleveland the Cleveland Browns to draft a quarterback at number one and number four, right, and totally ruin the football team. So where the media can be split and the team can be split and the coaches can be split. I didn't mean to cut off. No, the end you're of that thing. keep going on your rants. So that is like you know, if you're signed Kirk Cousins and you draft Saquon Barkley at one, no, let's draft another player that's going to help the team out, not somebody that's going to make the Cleveland Cover media go even crazier about the quarterback situation. And then Kirk Cousins throws two interceptions, and the Cleveland fan base goes, "Oh, we should play the number four pick in the draft." It is funny that you know you see these guys and they go, "You improve your percentage of getting the quarterback, the the best quarterback, by taking two in the top four. And the guy in the Waitings doesn't happen. Like, how did that Garrett Grayson thing do go down in New Orleans? Thought he was the guy in waiting. How did the um, Jimmy Garoppolo thing go for New England? Oh, that's right. Yeah. So the guy in the waiting bullshit is not real. It happens with Aaron Rodgers. That oh, was a good one. Yeah. It happened with Philip Rivers. 
with in Drew Brees. There, there have been times it works. Well, Philip, yeah, okay. Sure. I just, I just don't sure. know about like Brett Favre. It, it, it was. We're keeping Aaron Rodgers because we don't know how much longer Brett Favre has left. Right. But signing Kirk Cousins to then draft a quarterback. Yeah, you can't do that. Let's just say this right now. Kirk Cousins is not going to Cleveland. He made it very clear that he enjoys winning. He is not going to go and take an extra $5 million to lose. He, he has 30 in the bank. More, More than, than that. He's got yeah. like 50 in the bank. Yeah. So I think that he has reached a point where he wants to get paid and win. Mm-hmm. That's what I got from talking to Kirk Cousins. I would agree with that as well. Alex Smith felt the same way. These are guys that have been in the league. They know what it means to get money. They want to be around smart coaches with a winning culture, and they want to win. Yeah. Because they're, co- they're, they're guys that never got to taste it. Mm-hmm. Alex Smith has always been the disrespect. It's the only guy. way the career gets justified. That's the only way you can, in this day and age, you, you can't be justified unless you win playoff games and win the Super Bowl. You're I, not good until you do that. I had this conversation with my friend Dan last night. If the Super Bowl champion Eagles were Andy Reid and Donovan McNabb and not Nick Foles and Doug Peterson, is Donovan McNabb living a different life right now? Definitely. And I said, absolutely. When you win a Super Bowl, your life seems to be paid, paved talk with a, gold. Talk to Phil Sims about that. He'll let you know about that. I mean, yeah, he talks about it all the time. His life would not be the same if he didn't win that game on January 25th, 1987. And, and I, have a good I day. answered it like this. Do you think the rest of his life, Nick Foles has to answer why he never won the big game? No. no. Right. But when you don't win... You get asked that dumb question all the time. All the time. My friend Dan also wanted me to ask you this question. Oh, hello, Dan. Being recruited, the number one player in high school, Mm -hmm. what was your recruiting trip to Texas like? And a scale of one going to church and ten, he got game bedroom scene. Oh, no, it wasn't that. They weren't giving me like naked girls. But on a the one side. through ten, what was, was your experience? It was like an eight or nine. I had a blast. I really <laughs> did. I mean, you know, this is this is what separated me with from Texas with the other schools. First okay. of all, it's a great campus. You've been to Austin. Austin's a great city. Um, but the team hung out together, and that's where I felt like it was more special than the other, other places. It was position groups, some white guys at this party, black guys at another party, you know, O-linemen were at this party, whatever it, it may be. It was definitely separate. And not like saying segregated, like everybody got along. Yeah. But I just felt like when I went to Texas, like the two nights I went out, I went into like a bar, of course, and I was like, damn, like the whole team was there. Like mm. it was like, it was everybody and it was together and you could tell everybody enjoyed each other. And yeah. Yeah. It was pretty awesome. What about awesome. the more debaucherous parts? Well, the more debauch, I mean, did I see naked women on the trip? Yes, I did. Um, but Do they, you were, believe they was- were dancing on a pole. Uh, okay. I dr- had a lot of underage drinking, certainly. Yeah. Um, Do you just get treated like the king? Are there some people that are a little bit like, because you're not Some of the players are there. like, you could tell the players were a little jealous or whatever. Yeah. My guy might have been backup quarterback. Remember Adam Dunn, the big home run hitter? Yes. He was the, one of the quarterbacks down there. He didn't want Adam he didn't, Dunn, Cincinnati Reds. He didn't say, Reds hey, let's go out on a part. Let's have more fun together. No. Could Adam Dunn throw it? Could really throw it. Well, he's a power hitter. Yeah, he was a power thrower. And he's just a big man. He was a power thrower. I did not know that Adam Dunn was a backup quarterback, so he wasn't happy to see you. Well, no, he left because of me, pretty much. I think he just said, the hell with this, I'll go play baseball. And he's made like hundreds of millions of dollars? He made the right decision. (laughs) So you actually set him down the right path? I saved your career, Adam Dunn. No problem. No problem. No, but he, I mean, he had actually, he had NFL type of arm talent to throw the ball. He really did. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it, yes, you're treated like king to a degree. Yes, the guy who, uh, you know, was my Bo Trahan, 
was my guy that sh- showed me around, yeah. and he couldn't have been a better host. Yeah, I mean, just was going to make sure everything was the way I wanted I it to I always imagine. And then we have Texas Angels. And you have Texas Angels, what is that? which are girls that are affiliated with the football program. This is when it gets weird. That would help, you know, they could help things out, whatever it may be. They usually help in the recruiting process, like, oh, you know, oh, my Texas Angel, she's a real pretty girl. It's great to have her, you know, walk me to meet the rest of the team or whatever it may yeah. be. Yes. I just... Uh... It's a funny process. I just always imagine slowly walking into a party like in slow motion and there's just some guy in front of you that's like super well connected and he's just dapping everybody up and you're walking in and he's like, this is Chris. And everyone's like, woo! Like that's how I always imagine. And well, like- the one of the guys at the main strip club down there, the Yellow Rose, his name was Don King. He rolled it out for me. He was awesome. He wanted me to come to Texas. He knew right away. <laughs> he did. He, he was. Uh, he what w- do those guys look for you in return, or is just having you there enough for them? <sighs> yeah, in return, they would want me there when I if I did commit there. The, they would want me at the. Yellow and is that Rose. a good sell for their? Yeah, because like we would go to the Yellow Rose. It was one of our hangouts. Like, damn, let's and go to the spend money there. We call it the naked. Let's go to the naked. We usually didn't have to spend much money, so but we were I mean, there. So and what's we, the benefit for the I company? I think the fact that there are other men that said, damn, the Longhorns are here hanging out. We're going to come Validation. hang out, too. Right. Hi, I'm Chris Seams. When I was in college, I went to the Yellow Rose. If you got a few bucks, stop on by. The Yellow Tell Rose is right across the street from... The math. What's the movie with Matthew M- Dazed and Confused? Yeah. Hey, you know, all right, all right. The yeah, Yellow Rose is right across the street from where they dumped the paint on top of Ben Affleck wow. in Dazed and Confused, right? Wow. So that was like nostalgic as I well. I hated that character, the Ben Affleck character. Oh, he was like your the ap- biggest d bag. He played it ever. perfect, right? Like really, dude. We all had that d bag in high school. Even I did. Pretty sure you were you that were, guy? No, I'm pretty sure you were that guy. No, I was not. No? No. You I weren't was, paddling? I was like the total guy that would have been paddling the paddlers. Like, how dare you paddle this indefensible gotcha. kid? I'm going to whoop your ass for so that. So you were the bully bully. I was, for you sure. You bullied the bullies. Definitely. I appreciate that. Yeah, That's why no you're a good person. No problem. Piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> NMAC 541, you guys are the white boy supremes. You have saved my early morning commutes to work. I listen all season long. I love how Sims dives deep into strategy. Lefko, spelled with a T, completes the package by playing the best radio personality around. I'm a diehard Pats fan. I love the way you love your team. Hard to lose that game to Philly, but nothing bad to say about I'm the game. I'm glad to hear a Pats fans listening to us. That's great. Yeah, thought that some of the Philly attitudes and comments were BS the week after, but then again, the Pats had a 28-3 banner for a year after Super Bowl 52. <laughs> That's a good point. They're very I like the self-aware Patriots fan. Very much so. And Mac 54-1. Uh, hoping to hear some off-season podcasts with trade and free agent signing. Keep up the strong work, fellas. We'll get Perfect. there. That's what we're going to do. We'll trade get there. at free agent. It's funny. Like I think a lot of people break down where free agents could go. And I think with the podcast, is it best to predict? Or should we talk about other football stuff? And then when the free agency happens, we'll just talk about it. But I like your prediction. Like Kirk Cousins, do you think is going to go to the Jets? I do. And McCarron, you're going to pick Arizona? I, I think I'm going to hit the Broncos. Broncos. I think it makes the most sense to me McCar- because they still have a Paxton Lynch. What about the Browns, though, and their love affair, Hugh Jackson, with him? I, I know. I just, this is me. Okay, I don't, I don't want to share too much stuff. Right. I don't know if I want McCarron in the room with a rookie quarterback. 
I think that he's way too competitive at this stage of his career, right. and I don't know if it's good for that development. I think that Josh McCown with a rookie quarterback is the right. guy. Or even like a Sam Bradford if they wanted to do that yeah. route as well. Because Sam Bradford's competitive, but he's at a point of his career where he gets it. But we don't know what McCarron is yet. Yeah, so that's, that's, the, that's I don't where it's put him weird, in there. too. You don't want to have him and Kaiser having like a... I, and I just the stories I heard about him in the draft process, he... I don't know. Uh, mm-hmm. Giles, 1994, great podcast. Congrats, Lefko on the Eagles win. I'm a huge Texans fan. I've been since they were established. Can't even imagine how happy I would be if they won. Let me just say that I had guys in L.A. come up to me and be like, hey, man, I love the podcast, and I'm an Eagles fan, and we just hugged each other. Yeah. Like, that's what fucking happens to me right now. Did your guys' upper lips get big together? (laughs) (laughs) It's just at a point where, like, you get randomly happy, and it's dope. It's awesome. With that being said, which team without a Super Bowl win will be the next to win their first championship? Okay, without a Super Bowl win. never won Super Bowl. I got it. Don't worry. Uh, there are 13 teams that have never won a Super Bowl. Uh, the Jaguars, obviously, are one of those teams. I mean, the the the, the Jaguars, Lions, and the Browns. Titans. The AFC South is all there. So I have Cardinals, Lions, no longer the Eagles, Titans, Chargers, Browns, Bills, Vikings. Um, God damn it. Should have looked this up ahead of time. That's all right. I got it. All right. So Titans, Texans, Bengals, Jaguars, Browns, Chargers, Vikings, Lions, Cardinals, Falcons, Panthers, Bills. So there's 12 teams left. I look at these teams and I go, Panthers, Falcons, Lions all have their quarterback. You know, Houston have their quarterback of the future. Jaguars are, in my mind, the best team, and I think they could win the Super Bowl next year yep. if they get a quarterback that mm-hmm. we actually like. I think the Vikings are in the middle of their window, too. I think the Lions could possibly surprise some people if Patricia gets that defense right with Stafford on the other side. I don't think the Panthers are that far away. No. I don't think the Falcons are that far away. Not at all. I think the Chargers are really close. I think there's a lot of teams on this list that could make a jump. Yeah, the Chargers, the Falcons, the Panthers, the Texans, I think, are the four that Those really jump four. out to me. They, they really jump out to me, yes. I just think they have a lot of good pieces in place already. They're very close, and it's really just a matter of one or two roster moves and, and a little luck to make that all happen. I'm going to ask you a question. I would like to save this in the vault for a long time. Save it in the vault. Chris Sims. Yes. Do you believe the Cleveland Browns will win a Super Bowl in the next 10 years? Oh, in the next 10 years. It is 2018, February 21st. Will the Browns win a Super Bowl in the next 10 years? Yes. Going to say they do. Wow. Yeah, I think this is all setting them up for it right now. It won't be Hugh Jackson. It'll be the next coach that takes the advantage of this. Do you think the Browns will win a Super Bowl in the next five years? No, but I think they're going to be really set up to have – they're going to be like – to me, it's going to be like Jacksonville Jaguars 2.0 where they're going to have all these years of going, damn, they got two or three picks in the top 35 every year. And they're going to get to a point where they're going to go, holy crap, look at this roster. It's unbelievable. I think they're close to being able to do that. This year's draft is going to be huge to them. Yeah, what they do in free Man. agency. I think they got the right GM. You know, I like you. I don't love them. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm going to say they do it. I am. 
Damn. Ten years is a long time in the NFL. It is a long time. All right, that's a good way to end it. Uh, again, Orlando Pace is coming up right now. Friday's episode, we are going to have three defensive white boy Supremes. Jared Allen, who was hilarious. Luke Keekley, we talked about his woodpecker thing. And TJ Watt, we talked about favorite pizza. And then also his protein, because he loves protein. protein. So that's coming up on Friday. Um Guys, hit us up on social media. Let us know what you want to talk to because now that Sims and Lefko is in the offseason. Oh, don't let me start ranting about the environment. It's 70 degrees today in New York, everybody. Global warming's here, everybody. It'll be 44 tomorrow. Oh, oh, that makes me feel better that it's 70 one day and 44 the next. It's awesome. Someone hit the air conditioning. Uh, Guys, thank you so much. Hit us up on the Instagram, Twitter, uh, all that stuff, at Sims and Lefko for Sims. Peace out, homies. Fentrick would say good Good evening. evening, And the L-E-F-K-O-E man says good night. Holler at y'all soon. Love y'all. Talk to you later. There are very few times, Sims, where I see you stand next to somebody and I go, damn, Sims looks small as shit. (laughs) And this is one of those times, Orlando Pace, we have already warned him. You can say whatever you want. If you want to curse right now, just get it out the way. Shit, cock, balls. Just say everything, right? (laughs) Um, Man, dude, uh, you for the longest time, when I thought of left tackle, it was Orlando Pace. Yeah. And I'm curious. Man, you can't hide. I see football players hiding all the time. Everybody knows when you walk in. What is the number one thing that people say to you when they see you? Do you play football or something? I'm like, dude. Yeah, obviously. But, you know, everybody wants to know if you play a sport or, or man, you don't look this big on TV. And, uh, you know, so it's one of those things. So. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I bet. That's the number one thing said to me, and I'm not even in the same class as you as big, but – yeah, people just don't realize how big left tackles are. All right, so give They're us the ultimate species they of are, human. They yeah, are absolutely. out of a cave of like so cavemen. So ha- when you see absolutely. another left tackle and you're both like six, seven, three, fifteen with right. quick feet, right? Is that like a bond? Oh, absolutely. I think all left, sort of like quarterbacks a little bit sometimes. So you see quarterback, you see left tackles, and you respect them. Like you'll see guys, and you know, like Andrew Withwer, who's with the Rams. Oh man, like dude. Because we, we, we share so much of the same either struggles or successes in life. Clothes, right? Clothes airplanes. Shoes, right. Like tight, you know, everything, man. So we, we have the same struggle. I have a few in their primes for Orlando Pace. Okay, I so like So we play this. a game in their prime where okay. I give you some names and you pick in their prime. Okay. So I'm going to start off with guys that you may have faced. Okay. First in their prime, it's four guys. Right. Michael Strahan. Okay. Jason Taylor. Okay. Dwight Freeney. All right. Javon Curse. Oh, I know Ooh. where he's going, I think. All right, so what's your prediction? I think he's going to go with Dwight Freeney because he was a little – he was smaller than the rest of those guys and quicker, and that would probably right. be the guy that give the hard time to this big guy. Absolutely. Yeah, I think – He's Fre- your number I think, one? I think Freeney in his prime because that spin move, no matter how good you set – Why is that? Why is it so unstoppable? Because he, he has so much speed coming up the field. you got to respect the speed, right. number one. Right. And then and it, it hits you so then quick. Then it hits you so quick. Quick. And the, the moment as offensive tackle, you turn those hips, and he's spinning at the same time. It's almost like who would be last in that one? Curse, Freeney, Taylor, Strahan. Ooh, that's tough. I got. Uh, it's no disrespect. No, 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 no all, These are no all disrespect. awesome. This so is, in, the, in the order, this is a good podcast, by the way. I like it. Orlando. So I'm telling Validation. you, I like it. Uh, so I would probably go Freeney, Strahan, Taylor, Curse. Wow. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, I got another. No, I. Mm, I think I would be right there with you. I think that's exactly how I would go. I played against some of them. I didn't get yeah. the straight hand. Yeah. But, yes, Freeney getting off the ball. Yep. 
was scary yeah. uh, because you were just like, wow, he looked like he went off, like the ball wasn't even snapped yeah, and he was already absolutely. a step up absolutely. field. I have another in their prime, but these are tackles right, and cool. you're involved. Oh, man. In their prime, <laughs> three, Orlando Pace. Walter Jones, Ooh. Jonathan Ogden. Uh, I even finished Jay, and he's at Jonathan Ogden. I already know. Yeah, those those are the golden ages tackles, yes. man. And, and I'm, a, I'm a confident guy, so I would always put myself first. But I think we all we all have our strengths. But uh, Walter Walter Jones is, has some good years. I'm gonna say me, Walter, Jonathan. Ogden. Okay. Do you agree? Uh, <laughs> he's going. Yeah, you know he, I mean? he, he will can, tell the uh, truth. Tell the truth. He will tell the truth. I, I I do agree actually though. Wow. I do. That's that's serious shit uh, right there. Walter Walter was pretty damn amazing in his prime, yeah, like for that like that short period of four yeah. or five years yeah. where you were just like, he's indestructible. You right. can't do anything around right. him. Right. But man, Orlando I know. He invented the pancake. <laughs> Which was so genius by Ohio State. People don't realize they were trying to get you to have a Heisman campaign. Absolutely. How do you get an offensive lineman? There's no stats. They invent the pancake block, yeah. which you took to a whole other level. Right, yeah. And it just For me, it was just bringing attention to offensive linemen. And obviously, you know, you probably never get an offensive lineman actually win the Heisman. Right. But to be in that conversation was special. Right. It was a great time at Ohio State. I and was then, wondering if you could invent statistics for offensive linemen other than pancakes, what else should we chart? Like, oh, wow. what are the stats that I we think, should I look think, at? I think for most guys, how many sacks? Did you give up a sack? Did you not give it? Like, sacks? And sure. Then, you know, you know, blocking the fit, the way you grade it out, and I guess it's all subjective at some point, yeah, of right? Course. So, but you know, just it's, it's hard. Other than pancakes, we want to invent of, fucking the play up yeah. as a stat. Yeah. Just a guy that like blows up the For, offensive like, defensive line. lineman, right? Like <laughs> right, like right. Jadeveon Clowney, like he's one of our favorites because yeah. you watch a game and he might not, have, he might have one tackle, and people yep. go, "Well, what's so great about him? He had one tackle, right?" But he busted through the line of scrimmage like thirty other times and ruined the run player, right. or made the quarterback move so somebody else could right. get a sack, right? And nobody can quantify that this day and age because it's not on the stats. Absolutely. Or the big defensive tackle that holds the point of attack. Right. Line. It makes a mosh The pit. Ray Lewis's of the world yes. make all the plays. Yes. Though, right? So, it's, yeah, those guys, offensive linemen, defensive linemen like that. Get no screwed. Right. You get Absolutely. screwed. Absolutely. I, I hear that you used to play basketball. I did, yes. What was your pro player comparison? I always said I was a mix between Michael Jordan and Shaq. <laughs> but that's in my own head, though. Yeah, that's that is, that is in your head. Let me just tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll throw the challenge flag on exactly. that one. Exactly. <laughs> How big are your kids? Uh, my, and can my, I invest in them? <laughs> I have a thing where I want to like, pay money to invest in kids that I think are going to be really special. Right. And then when they get big, I can, this is my business venture. Right. My two younger boys are going to be bigger kids. My oldest son is more like my wife. He's okay. a little smaller. But uh, they're pretty good athletes, though. So can I? We'll talk about it. All right. we'll talk. Just like yeah. 10, 20. They're playing football, though. Like, you had no issue with them playing football. No, 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 that, no, right? no, 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 no. You know, obviously, um, you know, the more you know about, you know, injuries and concussions and things like that, the better off you are. But you know they love the game, and, and I, who 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 am I to stop them from, you know, pursuing their passions? Do you root for anybody other than the Patriots in every Super Bowl they're in? Do you just go, who's playing the Patriots? I'll root. I for know, that. yeah, I'm, I'm totally against everything Patriots. Yeah, man, I hear you. You should of, be. But then I'm tired of them winning. Aren't you guys a little tired of them? I, I am. I I'm really, torn. I, I respect their greatness. I know. Yeah. But. I respect it too. I did work up there a little too. Right, yeah. And and even though I have personal relationships, I'm with you. At times, I'm like, damn, I'm so sick of talking about these guys. I can't yeah. take it anymore. But you got to respect them though. So I've been having this conversation. Obviously, in Super Bowl 36, we played, we took, we lost, but. 
for them to be doing what they're doing today. Exactly. Still, right. You, you, they haven't been doing that same thing the whole time. Dude. Look, Eagles, that Steve Spagnolo just came out and said, we believe they were, they were taping our walkthroughs. You guys have long said that. And what's funny is professional athletes don't make excuses like that normally. I don't hear athletes blame things. They usually go, it was on us. But this is the one time where I'm hearing multiple teams going, something ain't right. Yeah, it's not right. But at the same time, if we study enough film, and you know this, if you yeah. study enough film, you kind of know what teams are going to run a yes. little bit. Yes. Am I, am I yes. agreeing? Like, you get in the red zone, you know what teams are going to run in the red zone. Yes. So it's, you still have to execute. You still have to go out and block. You still yeah. have to go out and do everything the way you want to do it. But, you know, obviously, you know, there's no real secrets in the NFL. No. Either we're going to run with formations we're going to run out of. Formations I, we're gonna I would have been skeptical, of. too, until I worked there. And I saw kind of the inner workings and a yeah. little bit how they break people down. And then I started to go, damn, maybe they haven't been cheating. Maybe they are just whooping everybody's butt. I mean, because it, it is genius in, the, in how they do things. I have another in their prime. What's yeah. that? Isaac Bruce Ooh. or Tory Holt? Ooh. Oh, he's putting you on the friendships look, on the line look, here. Isaac and Tory is going to be watching this, though, right? Um, obviously, you love them both. Yeah, I love them both, man. They both had great. But Isaac, Isaac, uh, you know, just I watched. I had an up close personal view in Tory too, but just the way he worked, his ethic, and, and, and everything. And I, you know, picking both of those guys, you can't go wrong with right. picking either one of those guys. But Isaac Bruce and, and the things that he done, and you don't even realize it until you look at his stats. Yeah, I know. And you say 15,000 yards, man, because he didn't do a lot of talking. He wasn't one of those vocal guys. he did guys. a lot of that before the whole crew got absolutely, there. Absolutely, absolutely. So, yeah, Isaac is, Isaac is uh, you know, he, you know, pro. Hopefully both of those guys are It'll be nice. in the hall. Actually. All right. Get well, the whole freaking team. One more, because we got to give uh, Kate of every course. kiss becomes. Every, I it messed it up. Begins with K. Every kiss go. begins with K. Let's get it right. <laughs> I messed it up. Damn. <laughs> Uh, wait, anybody you watch right now coming off the edge in the NFL where you go, like, wow, like anybody, the Cleo Max, the Von Millers, you know, whoever it may be, Everson Griffin, any – do you think – this is really where I want to go with this. This is where I wanted to go. Do you think there's more great pass rushers now than even at the start of your career? Because, like, there's a part of me now that I feel like there's a – there's a Lawrence Taylor almost on every team, and that's no disrespect to Justin Lawrence Taylor. Houston, Von Miller. Well, let, me, yeah. let me tell you, I think I think right. when the passing game elevated, yeah. then you have to go get guys. You have to get mm. but I think when you say that, I think the offensive line position has digressed a little bit. It got worse. Okay. So it makes those guys look that much better. But when you're looking at it, you got Fine Miller and Mack and those guys, dude. Right. Those dudes are serious, man. Yeah. They have they have me thinking at home, like, dude, I wonder if I could really like <laughs> Get, you know, get, get on them a little bit. Yeah, get bit. on them a little bit, right? <laughs> right. So, Do you remember what team Orlando Pace played his last season with? Chris Sims. Oh, gosh, I do know this. I, Chicago Bears? Chicago you Bears. Right. You guys did your research. I, I like it. Your no, mine was a, no research. Right here. Right <laughs> here. <laughs> fucking weirdo. Uh, you play with Jay Cutler. I did, yeah. What was that like? Uh, I think me and Jay both came in, and, and uh, he came into a veteran locker room, and it was a little different from what I experienced. And uh, from a leadership standpoint, because you had the Erlackers of the world yeah. and all that. So he was just trying to fit in and trying to, you know, obviously, you know, he's well documented of some of the antics and things like that. But Did you, you know, see that or was he a good guy? I, I didn't get a job. I was only there Damn. for one year. So. He wasn't that? smoking cigarettes <laughs> at halftime, was it? Sound, though? He's exactly. smoking cigarettes. Give me I a story. I, I, Give me a cutler no, story. I don't, I don't really have a cutler story, man. I think, uh, you, you know, what you see is what you get with him. How, what was that team like as a whole? Was it fun? It wasn't really that fun. It was it was good. I, I like Lovey Smith. I think he was a great coach. Yeah. I really like the way he let veterans kind of 
manage that team and go through that team. So gotcha. it was kind of cool. But Jay was kind of just kind of coming into his own, trying to fit in. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, the rest is history. So. All right. So here's how we are going to do uh, advertisements is you are going to pitch us. I'm not helping you. Sims isn't helping you. Sims, you have a one through ten. It's like the dunk contest. Oh, yep, gotcha. And we are going to see how ten. you are. You guys gonna, are putting me on the spot. Yes. Yeah, you know. It's not just going to be you, Orlando. So tell us today what we need to know about Kay. Dude, do you want to win Valentine's Day? Boy, with do your girl? I, I. I need to. He's whipped already. Let me just tell you. But if you're whipped, then go to Kay, man. We're talking about winning the Valentine's Ooh. at Kay. So every kiss. Begins with K. Mm. So go check out. Take care of your girl at K, man. Take care of your girl at K. All yeah. right. I'm going to go. You married? No, dude. I dude, am. They got great engagement. I'm meetings. going eight. I'm giving them an eight. I'm giving you. you a nine. Well, since you're married, how many years you been married, Chris? Uh, 13. Oh, spot. 13. Oh, yeah. You can't remember. You need to go to K. I do. Trust me. You can't remember. I'm going to nine now. That was great. <laughs> if you can't remember it, Chris, you need to make well, trust me. She'll she'll treat herself to K Jewelers at some point. I know that. I'm just telling you, man. But if you can't remember, that's a great makeup gift too, man. Yeah, you're Orlando, the man. starting Orlando. out fiery with the knife. <laughs> you are the man. He knew saying. what to do. He attacked me and the girlfriend. <laughs> you and the wife. Right. He's really you. smart. Yeah. And if they're, Valentine's wa- if they're Day. watching, pressure's on, boys. Yeah, yeah. you're and right. And is this your Super Bowl ring it right is, here? Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, it's Hall the Hall of Fame ring. Yes, absolutely, man. So good. Everyone says. When you're up for the for the Hall of Fame, what matters more, the Super Bowl or Hall of Fame? And then the people that have the Super Bowl go to the Super Bowl. Right. The Hall of Fame, though, did it make like what was that ex- like emotion like? Well, it's great, and I and I say it's great because when you're when you're amongst the best that's ever played the game, yeah, it doesn't get any spe- more special than that, man. You're in, I'm in room with with Jim Brown, right? And we're having conversations and lunches, and and, and you sit in this room and you see the whole history of the game in front of you and you actually rubbing elbows with these guys and you're like wow it's, it's surreal it really is yeah i can imagine that's that's awesome yeah. well you you've had the it, career though. you're gonna you know like in 10 15 years right people are gonna be saying that about you i mean i'm in a room with orlando pace yeah, yeah, mr pancake yeah, absolutely <laughs> absolutely by the way yeah if you don't get a sponsorship deal with like aunt jemima i asked him i was like i'd actually rather see him eat how many pancakes in yeah, he said it could be contest, a big stat man. let's get some business i'm go. gonna invest in your kids absolutely. we're gonna get you in the front of the pancake absolutely. box orlando pace living legend big baller shot Caller in the flesh. Appreciate you, bro. You guys got to have me back. This is a cool show. You have. Now you're obligated. Now you have to come on. The green light whenever you want, big guy. We're going to get your information. These K Jeweler guys are always in our office, these gals and guys. Yes. You guys stop by, man. Take care of your girlfriend. Take care of your wife. Okay. K Jeweler. He's trying to spend my money already. How dare he spend my money? (laughs) Thanks, man. All right. You guys have a good one, man.